Tune in to the Neil Prendeville Show weekdays from 9 a.m. on Cork's Red FM. Uh, some very optimistic news making the papers today, but you've got to go overseas for it to the Times UK where they're saying that Omicron is likely uh, to be much less serious than, say, Delta or any of the other variants. Uh, the headline in the Times UK says Omicron is less likely to be serious with less people ending up in hospital and less people dying. Spreads faster, mind you, but doesn't have the same impact. So that's an interesting one where they're saying uh, that it's 40% less risk of a hospital stay than Delta. So it's important to accentuate the positive while Tony Hulland does quite the opposite. Now he'll say that he's got public health in mind. I understand that. But he's saying that people must sacrifice social contacts now to stem the surge. Uh, you would think that that message would have got through well and truly by now. Uh, but they're saying that uh, people, uh, they should cancel any Christmas plans if they've been socialising. It's kind of like almost like a double, ne- double negative when you, when you read it like that. But Michal Martin says, give your children the jab full stop and just get on with it age five uh, to 11. Interestingly, I know, I know that GPs are absolutely baiting out the jabs in City Hall and places like that. Um, uh, it really is astonishing. I know of GPs that started um, uh, giving people booster jabs at 7 o'clock yesterday morning and were going solid in big, big clinics and surgeries and doctor's offices for 12 to 14 hours yesterday. But the figure as to the amount of people that could be isolating um, uh, at, for Christmas at home, uh, at the moment stands at about 140,000 there, thereabouts, but they're expecting it to rise over the next couple of days. In fact, one or two reports said it could be upwards of 200,000 people. Now, an awful lot of those will be isolating at home in the family home with others. But I'm wondering how many of them will be isolating on their own with nobody at all. Uh, tomorrow, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, Stephen's Day, for Christmas dinner and things like that. I'd be keen to talk to some people who may well be just isolating all on their own. And what's their plans and how are you going to deal with it? Text 0868104106 on that one. I'm not quite sure what the Irish Times has in mind when they say that the government is planning some kind of changes for key workers to be exempt from self-isolating because they're saying, just to kind of simplify it, what they're saying is that if they don't come up with a new plan, there'll be big problems then with an awful lot of the services that we need, like key workers like Gardaí, fire service personnel, prison officers, those involved in infrastructure, people involved in public utilities, whether it's water or gas or electrics, things like that. Literally, um, if there's too many people out sick, well, too many people isolating or indeed, um, you know, self-isolating, Who's going to keep the lights on in Ireland, which is an interesting perspective on it. There's a lovely article making the star today. It's uh, Nes- Le- Neil Leslie's uh, column where he talks of people that uh, he doesn't want to hear about anymore in 2022. The people that he's going to do his very best to avoid. Uh, and they're the kind of people that share online, uh, you know, pictures of their vaccine booster cert with the word grateful. Um, in fact, I, I would love to avoid anybody that will use the word grateful or anybody that will use the word blessed in 2022. So I know where he's coming from there. He also says the old woman who shouted at my children to walk in the middle of a busy road so that she could have a six meter exclusion zone around her. He talks also of the old man spotted gazing into the local pub window, shaking his head at the people inside enjoying a pint. Not shaking his head saying, I miss those days, but shaking his head saying, oh, they shouldn't be in there. Oh, that's awful. Tut, tut, tut. Anyone who filmed a crowd and posted, here comes the next wave. Anyone who quoted Seamus Heaney. Uh, he says, those who tried to guilt young people into thinking they'd be responsible for the death of their grandparents um, if they went and saw a friend. 
I'll avoid them in 2022, he says. Um, Virgin Media uh, COVID reporters. RTE presenters on a crusade to get the country locked down. No more of those, please, he says. Uh, the councillors who gave Tony Hulahan the freedom of Dublin. And one or two more, because I don't have time to do them all. The people who said that they would miss lockdown when it briefly rolled back. Ah, you'd kind of miss lockdown. <laughs> I mean, I actually heard people saying that. And one or two more. As I say, anyone that's Instagramming with the hashtag blessed and finally people still posting pictures of their first post restriction pints. That's just a selection of them. I'm quite sure you'd agree with maybe some or all of those. Um, on a more serious note, we had some court appearances yesterday and the Echo and the Examiner carried them from the court reports with Liam Healan this morning, including a 15-year-old boy who was arrested for allegedly being part of the slash hook and sickle attack on the young man up in Mayfield. Uh, during the teenager's bail, his mother apparently said, he's a baby. Uh, but uh, nonetheless, he is arrested for allegedly being one of those engaged in the slash hook and sickle attack. Can't name him because he's uh, underage, obviously. Then the, another teenager described as the ringleader in the serious public order incident in Carrigaline on Saturday night. He was before the court, charged with assault, causing harm to Agarda and others. 16-year-old cautioned um, uh, after being charged on seven different counts and he made no reply after he was cautioned. Now, the guards objected to bail because of the seriousness of the charges but he did get uh, remanded on bail all the same to the children's court even saying those words the children's court on January 7th he's a a 16 year old incidentally the same guy is charged with assault causing harm to another teenager earlier on the same date at Carrigaline Community Complex and he also faces two other charges relating to the alleged assault on a teenage girl and the theft of her iPhone a month earlier. So, interesting charges regarding that fella. And then, you have a fellow who was arrested after the flare-up uh, on Washington Street on Tuesday night. So, you can't accuse the guardie of sitting on their hands on these three different incidents because uh, they went to work quite quickly on it. Uh, this was the one on Washington Street where beer bottles were thrown at guardie during the disturbances. So, all of those make the court reports today. The 25th anniversary of the murder, the unsolved murder of Sophie Toscan de Plantier makes all of the papers today. Uh, my never-ending nightmare is the story where Ian Bailey says, every day I'm trying to clear my name. That's from the star today. Um, they also speak with uh, Sophie Toscan de Plantier's French family, obviously. And the son this morning says there is new DNA talk technology out of America where they think they may be able to scrape the killer's DNA profile from the rock used to batter the French woman at the age of 39, 25 years ago today. Because they have that rock. And it's a headline in the sun saying DNA hope to nail Sophie Killer. And the Echo this morning says Sophie's family are losing hope of bringing her killer to justice. There's never been more talk in 25 years since the murder than there was in 2021. And indeed, um, you never know with more and more people perhaps in West Cork coming out and talking to Gardaí what might happen early in the new year. Be very aware of another scam. This is not new because I've reported on this in the past. I think you could almost call, I know the 2021 was very much a COVID year, but it was very much the year of the scams. So many different scams. I mean, we spent an awful lot of time talking about it on the air. But what you need to be aware of is um, the grandparent scam, they're calling it. And it's by text. It's where 
elderly people are being targeted, they receive a random text message, message uh, pretending or purporting to be from a family member, uh, using the family member's name sometimes. The text says that the individual needs financial help, that they're in trouble and they need money. Um, and, um, and they tell the grandparent not to tell anybody, uh, keep it a secret. Uh, of course, this is a scam, but grandparents sometimes, um, you know, maybe a little bit more believing and trusting than maybe they should be because they're of a different age, I suppose. The victim of the fraud is then asked to make a direct payment to the fraudster's bank account, right? So it's a scam. And one way the guards are saying of maybe engaging, although you shouldn't always engage with the scam artist or the fraudster, is to ask them a personal question, you know? Text them back something that if they are that relative of yours, they will know the answer to. And that will certainly tell you whether or not they're the real McCoy or not. A couple of interesting stories in the examiner today where they're talking about the state is going to bring in a statutory leave for victims of domestic violence. And also good news for college students. It looks like the €3,000 family or student contribution is going to be cut to how much I don't know, but the fee of three grand per year could well be reduced. And that's the story making the examiner. There's big changes in the Rose of Tralee, uh, which was a very traditional pageant for a long, long time and is moving with the times. They will now welcome anybody into the Rose of Tralee who identifies as a woman. And that means the transgender. Um, and also, actually, they're allowing married women for the first time uh, to enter the competition. You know, big changes there. There's some more very interesting stories making the papers regarding Christmas time and one of the ones was referenced there uh, by Lana O'Connor and that is uh, the Christmas sandwich. I'll come back to it a little later on this morning but there is research out now that is saying that um, many people as in 70% of people surveyed said that they prefer the Christmas sambo to the full festive Christmas dinner. That would mean, you know the sandwich you have on Christmas night? They prefer that. Many people, including my son, actually, prefer that to the entire Christmas dinner. And there are so many different ways to adapt and build your Christmas sandwich. I was going to call it your Christmas night sandwich because that's traditionally when it's eaten. But 70% of people prefer it. And I'll be giving you some examples of what they love to put into their Christmas night sandwich. Of course, it's got turkey in it and stuff like that, but and stuffing too, but lots more besides. So text your perfect uh, Christmas night Sambo. Text 0868104106 and we'll come up with the perfect creation, okay? Because only two nights away. The Neil Prenderville Show. Lines are open, lads. 0818104106. Get in touch. And uh, of course, this time of the year is the time of the year when St. Vincent de Paul are rushing and racing. They are coping and they have many volunteers doing great work calling on those uh, who uh, can afford to. They're asking people now to dig deep this year to support Corkonians in need this Christmas time. Uh, in just one day this week, the Cork City St. Vincent de Paul dealt with almost 300 families on the breadline. That's just in one day. And that is hampers and hampers and all sorts of things like that. And Christmas also is the busiest time of the year for St. Vincent de Paul. They will deliver um, 2,000 hampers across Cork City in the Christmas period, the couple of weeks leading up uh, to Christmas Eve. And Seamus was out talking with Anne McKernan, the fundraising officer. He chatted with Paddy O'Flynn, the regional president, Elmarie Spillan, the membership support officer, and Derry Gary, Garvey, uh, the regional coordinator. So he spent some time earlier this week with St. Vincent de Paul on Leaside.
there is volunteers ready to collect these to deliver these particular ones. Yeah, Alright, before the ones you've just seen here. And these baskets are all made up. They came from a, 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 a construction business this morning. Totally, totally yeah. morning. You're still doing the food hampers and stuff. Oh, we're doing hampers. Is the demand as bad as it ever has been? It's probably bigger. If it increased, I'd say about 40 50 percent a few months into the pandemic. Well, we're, we're servicing a whole right across the spectrum. It's surprising. We would have the usual list of people from previous years, but this year we're experiencing uh, new people coming to us, people who are maybe have lost PUP, people who may have lost their jobs or never recovered their jobs. You know, we have people coming to us who are, who, who are actually in, in employment. The new poor are the people, as Paddy was talking about, the people who would have had jobs and would have actually been donating to charities a year or two ago. And now all of a sudden they find the mortgage has crept up, the utility costs have gone up, education costs have gone up. Wages haven't really, because companies are struggling. Actually, one of the things that's, that's interesting to note there is during the pandemic, you might remember that the government imposed an embargo on evictions and also an embargo on uh, increases in utility costs. Yeah. And those embargoes were all lifted a couple of months ago. So basically in the last two or three months, you're seeing an inflation built up for two years that all the energy companies and the different companies are all trying to catch up. So it's a free-for-all. And our, our national office people are saying that, that they reckon that utility inflation is huge and that we're facing a tsunami, probably after Christmas. That's when it will really hit. The Cork Regional Office alone, I mean, obviously conferences and areas will get calls as well, but the Regional Office yesterday took 196 phone calls, 47 walk-ins, and nearly another 40 web requests in one day. Well, That's the biggest we've ever hit. And that's, and that's, just, and that's, and that's basically Cork City, and it doesn't include West Cork, North Cork, East Cork, no. and Mid Cork, which we also look after. We use this warehouse for, for the Christmas store, yeah. as a backup store, right? Though things come in. In the good days, we'd have maybe seven, eight thousand euros of toys in. We're discouraging the toys themselves, and we're moving towards gift, gift vouchers and stuff like that. COVID has had uh, an effect on, on volunteers as well, and the demands on those that are able to do is there's burnout. So yeah. we're we will be appealing in the new year for new volunteers to come on board to keep us going. Well, the main way the public can help us is through donations. Really, uh, I mean. Our, our income has been severely limited through the decline and disappearance in many cases of Churchgate. We're very much dependent and we really appeal to people this year to dig deep with hands in their pockets. They've always done it, but even we'd ask them to do it a little more this particular year. And you see over there, we, we stop nappies. It's one of the big expenses for people with very young families. And then coming up to Christmas, we try and get extra treats. So we always look for, when we're looking for donations, they give us Christmas treats. The hampers are a little bit different to Christmas. And when the hampers are just about to go out, then they'll add in some meats, whether they're frozen meats or whatever. Here in Cork alone, there will be about, I suppose, over 2,000 hampers will go out. It takes a lot of courage for some of these people to come to St. Vincent Paul in the first place because lots of people think that, you know, that, that there's a kind of a stigma about this. They shouldn't really go to money lenders. They, they shouldn't be afraid to come to us. Because once they get to a, a, once they go to a money lender once, they, they become trapped. 
in, in, in a cycle of money lending, repayments, renewals, money lenders are around and not around just for the good of their health. But our mission is to look after the needy and our only criteria when we meet these people is need and we, we, we fulfil that those gaps and that need as best we can through hampers, through vouchers, in some cases through negotiation with service providers who want to threaten to cut off and disconnect electricity or gas. Thirty-six years now since that was a hit, and of course since uh, Band Aid and Live Aid. Thirty-six years, according to my maths. And the one—it's not a bad old song, to be honest with you. It's a great video, but the one redeeming part of that song for me is just Phil Collins, and he blazed away on the drums. Then he jumps on Concord, and he goes off to America, and he blazes away on the drums over there as well. Great drumming. Anyway, lines open at one eight fifty one zero four one zero six, and our new number will replace that one hundred percent when we come back in January. It's the zero eight one eight phone number. 0818-104-106 you'll be blue in the face you probably are already of me telling you about the new number back after the break calls, texts and comments on the way call the Neil Prenderville show now on the new number 0818-104-106 yes indeedy lines open for you a lot of calls and texts and emails to get through today and Christmas tunes as well and we'll come back to the perfect Christmas night sandwich as well but Frank was out and about in Blackpool yesterday I believe Frank was at uh, Blackpool Shopping Centre it was Neil, yeah, good yeah. morning. Okay, good morning to you. So what did you see? We're talking a lot about, you know, use of Garda time recently. Go ahead. Yeah, you were on about it all week, really, about use of Garda time and where the guards are being placed and put. I was inside in Dunn stores, Blackpool yesterday, doing a bit of shopping. Mm. Uh, two Garda, one male, one female, in full uniform, walking around the grocery section, telling people to put the masks up over their nose. <laughs> really? Two guardian in full uniform doing that? Yeah. Right. Okay. And, no, I I saw him on three occasions stopping people and telling no, I do have to say two of those people had the masks around their chin. <laughs> but still... But why I, would it take two guardian? I mean, to go into a supermarket to do that. Did did come, did come, the shopping I, I centre mean, call the guards? I wonder. Uh, I'll tell you now, Neil, I was coming home in a cab and I happened to mention it as a cab driver. think I actually thought that it was a wet day yesterday. I thought maybe they had come in or the rain. And the taxi driver said to me, no, they've been there all week doing the same thing around the whole shopping centre. Really? Yeah. You don't think no. security guards could do that kind of work, no? Um, that was my original thought and thinking about it afterwards I was wondering have security guards got the right or any legal rights they probably haven't but but still I mean they could mention it obviously well maybe they have been but to no avail and out of frustration the shopping centre perhaps Aaron Neal in fairness 
I'm just trying to work out why. What a waste of Garda resources. Well, I mean, well, interestingly, you you need to be very careful when you go into shopping centres and shopping malls because they can be really busy. People pulling and hauling, touching, feeling, picking up. It was was jammed. It was absolutely jammed. There's a text here saying, I was in Dunn's yesterday in Bishopstown Court. It was like a cattle mart. People on top of each other. It's Christmas week. I'd have been safer in a pub. It was the exact same in Blackpool now. Everybody on top of each other, I'd say my normal Maybe that's why they need the guards in there. <sighs> Do they really need I guards? I don't know. I mean, if they're not listeners to I mean, security guards. I mean, they, they, as you said, they could probably use security guards for that. But if people aren't listening to the security guards, you see, yeah, we've heard of people <laughs> abusing... Do they listen to the guards, right? <laughs> Well, how did people react when they were told to get it up off your chin and over your nose? Did they do well, it? I saw one particular girl and they said it to her. They did pull it up. And as soon as the girls left, they came back down. Oh, my God. Like, what? what? You know, and I mean, what? what, what, what can be- Just pull the damn thing up, do your shop and take it off and you go out. I totally agree. You know? I, totally, I totally agree. But I mean... It, it it just seemed to me like a total waste. Of it's a waste resources. of time if they're doing it and people are but ignoring I mean, them. The, from what I believe, there was actually during the day yesterday, there was an assault down by the flyover in Blackpool, which is what three hundred meters from the shopping centre. Yeah, I didn't hear about that. What was that? No, no I don't know. I, all I heard is okay. there was an assault, yeah. and I won't I won't get into anything. Okay, no. I, the no, reason I put you on it because that's a new one on me. The guardy are walking around the aisles of a supermarket now, telling people to right, wear their mask. So I haven't it, heard that one before. That's I a mean, new one. Not even around it. When I was in there, it wasn't even around the main shopping centre. They were actually in the grocery section. Yeah, and I'm hearing so, it. Yeah, I'm hearing it. Yeah, and maybe it's out of absolute sheer and utter desperation that the guards were called. But so, taxi drivers said they've been doing it all week. Yeah, uh, but that of course takes them off the beat and takes them out of squad cars for other things that they need to be able to do. Well, Neil, when I because of people's up, stupidity, ultimately. When I came out, the squad car was actually part of the side. Yeah, yeah. So that, so that means there was a squad car off duty. But if people have been asked to do the simple bloody things, well, people want to. I would think people are just getting frustrated. But it's not such a big deal, like it's it's no deal whatsoever, like you're not asking that. You know, you're like think of people who are isolating now and would be alone on Christmas Day for Christmas dinner, for instance. That, that's me in a flat or a what? That's me. And will you be? Well, not alone, myself and herself. Yeah. Our, our plans were we every year we go to my sister's. Yeah. And COVID hit yesterday. Like that? Oh, in the in the, your family home, is it? My sister's home. Yeah. You see, that's a real sacrifice. Not being asked to pull a mask up over your bloody nose. Why put it on you and keep it under your chin? What's the point? It makes that that means it makes no sense whatsoever. I mean, yeah, show it up. I mean, we're all used to it. Here's what I'm hearing now from um, uh, somebody who works in retail in Blackpool. The guards have been there all week, Neil. But more as a deterrent for shoplifting. Well, I for did hear theft. that as well. There were some bag snatches in the same area. Oh, no, maybe. Let's be fair and balanced about it. Maybe uh, there's yeah, a spade that, of robberies. Being balanced. There was some bag snatches out at Charlie's, I believe. There you have it, you see. So maybe that's the main reason they're there. Also. Well, another reason they're there for sure. Okay. You know, I mean, that's understandable, but 
You know, it just looked, it just, it, you know, it, it looked wrong from what I saw. I didn't, hear of, I didn't hear it was a bag snatch until a few hours later. Yeah, well, I've just heard it now myself. So maybe they're there. And again, you would think that that should be the job of undercover security within the retail centre. I don't know, but the well, I mean, they have, they have about six security men in, in the shopping centre. Oh, right? no, and I'm sure that they're flat out. Believe me, I'm sure that they are. Interesting, one fast text there. Uh, loads of people still have their nose out of the top of their masks. It's so ignorant. I feel like punching them in the nose when I see them. Cop on people, <laughs> says Anna. I'm not such... I'm not suggesting you should give him a dock. Um, but hold on there, I'm going to get line one on the air. You can hold on if you want, Frank. Eileen, good yeah, morning. No Eileen, can you hear me all right? Yes, I do. I can hear you. Go I ahead, my dear. What's on your mind? I'll tell you now. People are constantly condemning the guards. I think they're the finest body of people. I must say people now. No, I'm 95 years of age and I know I was on actually with you last year. Good to have you back. Pardon? Good to have you back on. Yeah, no, and I think that we've got the finest body of people. I must say people now, because we've got men and women. Now, they're condemning yesterday that John Stores had Gardie on duty. Now, as far as I know, it was John's employed those Gardie. I don't think they were sent, and when they employed them, they pay them. Uh, not so sure you can just um, pick up the phone and book a few and pay a few guards. I'm not so sure it works that way. But no, nobody's. I'm not bashing the guards. I hope you don't think that I'm criticising them. I, I mean, quite the opposite, I mean, actually. I'm just wondering as to, uh, has it got so bad there that they had to call them in? But you see, what's wrong with people today? When In my young days, we were afraid of the guards. We respected the guards. But now they don't respect them. And you must remember, they've got two lives. They've got their lives in the barracks, which they've a lot to do, and then they've got their home lives. Yeah. They've two. They live two different lives. Yeah, yeah. No, I appreciate all of that, and I appreciate the work that they do, and how exasperating it must be for them when they see so many suspended sentences, or they spend hours and hours inside in courtrooms and what have you. I get, I get all, all of that. Right, well, it's computer now, but even so, no, it's still I mean, hours. their work is unbelievable. Yeah. People don't really realise it. No, no, it's not about bashing anybody. It's about, have we got to a, have we got to a stage now that we need members of the Garda Shikana walking up and down the grocery aisles of Duns in, ba- in Blackpool? That's what I'm talking about. Yes, I yeah. know, but, I, but you see, they were saying it was waste. They, the last uh, speaker you were speaking to said they should be doing something else. But if John, if John Stores asked for those to come on duty in their shop, John Stores will be paying them as far as I know. Well, maybe they might pay the Garda Shikana, perhaps. I don't think they'd pay the actual... In a actual, way, you know, yeah, whatever. Uh, yeah, they wouldn't be paying. Like they wouldn't, the, the guards aren't on a foxer inside in Blackpool retail. No, no, they wouldn't yeah. be doing foxer. Yeah, they'd be sent yeah. by the... I understand. The, the command, like the, I understand. But I'm hearing now it might have as much to do with the spate as Frank was just saying, handbag snatching and bag snatching oh, and purse that's snatching. that's always going on. Yeah. But maybe it's very bad, the run-up to Christmas. It will be distracted, you see. Of course. Well, of course. I mean, don't let your bag down. That's it. I know it. Yeah, I know it. I mean, I have a pocket in my my coat. That's where I keep my money. Inside, in a pocket inside my coat. Nice and safe and snug. Good for you. You see. 
So they say, nice talking to all You too, and happy, happy Christmas, Christmas to you. Hmm? Take care, Eileen. Cheers. All right, right. Thank and you, you too, Frank. Look after yourself, pal. Thanks a lot. Very happy Christmas to you. Take, take care. Back after the break. Text the Neil Brenderville Show now. 086-8104-106. Red FM. Keep those texts coming, and we're getting a lot of them. Text 086-8104-106, and a lot from yesterday as well. But I just want to use this time wisely, because you know the Golden Girls, regular contributors to this radio program, and well-loved on Side, Sheila, Phil, Una, Grace and Anne they are spotted from time to time all together hanging out, eating burgers, drinking tea and having a good laugh and recently they were spotted out and about in High Burger out Bishopstown Way and it's a lovely time of the year for them and it's great to see them back together again and minding themselves and one of them joins me by phone, the one and only Sheila, good morning Good morning, Neil. How have you been? <laughs> Happy Christmas to you all. And the same to you and your voice and family. And tell me now, how are all the Golden Girls? Were you all together this week? Oh, great. Only one was missing because she's sick. Minding herself. Anne. Anne. She's okay. great, like she's yeah. all right. Okay. But so, the rest of us were out there again on Tuesday and we had a great laugh. In Highburger? In Highburger. We go out on Tuesday and we go out on Friday. Oh my God, you really are very, very busy. Because yeah. it, was, it was much quieter there in the bad old times, you know? When you weren't out at yeah. all, you were only outside the front door. I know. But we'd be saluting Jeff now, Jeff Devine. <laughs> the hairdresser. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and he's so nice, he says, hi guys. And were you sharing Christmas stories, you were? Huh? Were you sharing Christmas stories? Oh, we were telling about what we used to do, but... God, we we got to Dublin for to get our little presents for our children, but you're all that's gone now. We're old now. <laughs> it's all grandchildren and great grandchildren now, grand- Sheila. I have three great granddaughters. Oh, way. Yeah. 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 They'd be very excited waiting for Santa Claus. Oh my God, they do. Yeah. So they you're a great, it. you're a great grandmother. I'm a great grandmother. Oh, I have seven of my own, and then I have their grandchildren and they have children and would that so, have been your favourite Christmas memory when they were all young and coming down oh, the stairs after I Santa I loved it Neil I loved it everything in the trunk of the tree yeah just see them all going out the door with black bags full of toys yeah but when your own kids were tiny do you remember those that's, days that, that's the days now I remember when mine were all small and then they'd be going home with a black bag there is no such thing as poshy bag, you know, black bag, an Ashpin bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What would it be? <laughs> Football boots and Lego and scale electrics yeah. and dolls? God help us. And they'd be playing out in the end of the stairs where I'm, half of them be broke before they go home. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> way, way back and in the, the day, guns, the toys were terrible. You know, the guns were them. Caps. The caps. They'd be saying, no, the, gun, the caps are gone again. <laughs> And they run down to the get some. <laughs> <laughs> it's all very well having but the gun, but there was never enough caps. Yeah. And would you be, when, when, the, when your own kids were very young, you'd be busy in the kitchen then with the turkey oh, and the ham yeah. and the spiced beef. And they loved it. Oh, can I take another bit of ham? Can I take another? <laughs> 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 and always plenty to go around. Oh, always plenty. We always had enough, thank mm. God. Yeah, I know, I know. Looking back yeah. with fond but memories. But they were lovely. They were lovely days, Need. Yeah, I know. They it's are now, yeah. really. Well, it's a, ti- it's a time for the children, really, isn't it? It is, it is. 
I love, I love the kids coming in. And what about Christmas Day now, Sheila? How will you all spend oh, it, like, yourself? What will no, you do? Uh, well, you know, the way things are now, like, that you go, but I, go, I go to my daughter's house out in Douglas Court, Marion and Dave. They've only uh, one son left now, the other boy is married. Right. But the son will be there now. He owns them. the flying flag, is it? The flying flag? And, uh, the, the pub on Pierce. Oh, you told me about that, just yeah. next to the Cork City game. Tried this That's Cork right, City. he owns that. So it could be Stephen, yeah. Dave, his dad. Marion, his mum, and myself. And will you pitch in? Will you help out with the cooking, will you? Oh, no, Marion will have her own. Will you not bring the trifle or anything (laughs) like that, no? (laughs) Oh, I will. I will. (laughs) But you know them, they're very independent. They want to do everything themselves. Yeah. They want Granny just to sit down and enjoy the day. Would you have a a glass of vino or would you have a glass of sherry? No, I'll have a glass. When I go in, my son in law will give me. Whiskey and brandy and <laughs> I'll have two of them before the dinner. You'll be langers. <laughs> well, I don't care. <laughs> but you, will you have brandy? Will you have brandy in the whiskey? Is it? Yeah. Mother of God, you have a fine constitution. <laughs> I have. I'm already rich. Come here, in Sheila. Did did you ever have a glass of Bailey's? I did, but I I. Preferred, you know, a drop of brandy. <laughs> <laughs> I bought a bottle there out in Tesco's last Tuesday. Tennessee's. Is it gone? No, I took two glasses last night. <laughs> Come here. If you have two whiskies and two brandies, you'll be asleep all afternoon. Ah, but I put seven up in between them. <laughs> you, you, you pace yourself, so do you? <laughs> I do. Listen, uh, uh, me, yeah. I want um, my grandson, Mark O'Man, he makes his mark in game. He's a soccer player. Right. Who's he play He's with? Number nine. Who's he play Echo. with? He plays for Ireland. What's his name? Marco Manny. All right. Okay. Is yeah. he, what is he, he's your grandson? A great, yeah, he's my grandson. He's coming up tonight now to see his granny. Ah, fair play to him. Loves his yeah. granny. And he's up to the ceiling and I'm like a little fairy. <laughs> What's he about six foot five, is he? <laughs> 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 and what about Stephen's Day? Where will you be? Oh, I'm going to my daughter, my granddaughter. She bought a house out in Douglas. Up in Shamrock Lawn. Shamrock Lawn's a lovely place, yeah. Yeah, she bought a house and she just moved in, so I'm going to her for more tur- more turkey, is it? More turkey on St Stephen's more, Day. Be like a little pig. You'll be waddling around <laughs> Bishopstown Court. <laughs> Once I have an old brandy, I'll be honest. And will you give the girls a ring then Christmas Day? You will. Oh, we keep in contact all the time. There she have mobile phones. You're texting and WhatsApp. Yeah, and we're great. Ultra modern. <laughs> God, that's all we have. Like we keep every Tuesday and um, Friday. Well, listen, it's great to catch up with you. It's a very exciting time, the eve it of is. Christmas Eve. What are you doing today now? I'm here now because my daughter and my hairdresser <laughs> is coming to do my hair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're full of style and fairness. You. you look a million dollars. <laughs> Well, listen, it's great to catch up with you. 
thank you very much for ringing And me. say hi to all of the girls, will you? I will, of course. To Phil I and will. to Una and to Grace and to Anne. That's true. And we'll talk to you again I, in the new year, please, God. Okay. Thanks very much, Neil. I listen to you by every morning. All right. Uh, enjoy the, enjoy the, the Christmas. the phone rings, I says, <laughs> they can wait now I'm listening to Neil. Call me back at 12 o'clock. <laughs> Happy Christmas, Sheila, to you and all Thank of your friends, you. to all of the Golden Girls as well. Okay. Thanks, Neil. Bye. Take care Bye. of yourself. Wonderful woman, wonderful bunch of women, great fun. They teach us all a lesson. Listen, just talking about Christmas and things happening in Cork and stuff on Side. a Christmas song for you. Played this last year, a Christmas song from Cork. Good buddy of mine, great all-round guy, the one and only Gerald A.J. O'Flynn. Uh, happy Christmas to one and all. Don't you, A.J. boy, the great Gerald O'Flynn. Lines open at one 106 and the new number from the new year, 0818-104-106, is also active. A lot of texts coming in from yesterday's program regarding, unfortunately, on and oh, sorry, I should say anti-social behaviour and the issue of uh, maybe a full-time 24-hour Garda patrol outside the Taoiseach's house. Dave says, would you feel safe as Taoiseach with the level of crime and hate towards politicians at the moment? The guards are right to protect him. He's the head of state, says Dave regarding the guarded presence outside his home. Morning, my dad was a soldier in the army. He used to cycle to work with a gun on his back, so the local kids were petrified of him. They stayed away from the house and from me, his daughter. They thought he was patrolling the streets with his gun when he really was only cycling to work. That's what kids nowadays need. need. A four-letter word called fear. Uh, another person then talking about uh, the Gardaí, um, and then not so kind of fashion, I have to say, uh, chasing down people for driving a few kilometres over the limit. The new guards are like the Gestapo and a disgrace to the country. There's a broad sweeping statement. I'm quite sure um, many people would disagree with that one. Unfortunately, there's going to be a lot more of these incidents you spoke about outside the courthouse if you put a load of drunk people on the streets at the same time as in 8 o'clock. Um, another one. Back in the day, there was no fear. Uh, there was fear and there was authority. None now. So back then, no crime or antisocial behavior. Uh, I don't know what the answer is, but discipline, fear and authority, the words, the, the words are words that people throw around and they think will solve problems. But if they did... There wouldn't have been issues back in the day either. And there were. Yes, there were. But I, I don't know whether it, we're just hearing about it more now because uh, we've got more media to digest and social media as well. But um, I have to say, um, in all the years that I've been on air, I've never seen it as bad. And a lot of it, of course, is because of um, of drugs and the amount of drugs that are available freely. Military police, my arse, open the bars, relieve the pressure. And one or two more. If they are adamant they don't want to arm our police force, then body cams are a must for our guardee. If judges can't lock them up, do a program where they help a charity in the community. Give them asbos, tag them. If they assaulted a Garda at 16 or 17 and walk away, that's a fantastic message to our youth, isn't it? I'm sick of hearing about community programs. Scum or scum, it's about bringing your kids up to respect others. And there are prices that need to be paid. Uh, Neil, people should give up the war on drugs and watch the violence just fade away. Young people learn this kind of violence uh, from one thing, and it's gang culture. Remove the war on drugs and you remove the gangs. Uh, those in Carrigaline should be locked up for Christmas. And as for the parents, where do they think their little cherubs were on Saturday night? If the culprits aren't locked up, uh, the parents should suffer a penalty financially 
for their kids' appalling behaviour. Our Gardaí have better things to be doing than dealing with scum like these in, in Carrigaline. We as a society are way too soft on anti-social behaviour, says Willie in Middleton. Um, is, me, is Michael McGrath, the politician for real, the parents down here don't give a damn because they know there's no consequences for them or their children. And there's lots more like this. This thuggery will continue until a real deterrent is brought in, respect is gone, and money to keep Garda stations open is always a problem, yet they always have an endless money pit for free legal aid that just keeps on giving. So keep those texts coming. Text 0868104106. And we're back after 10 this morning. And we'll also, oh, just before 10, actually, can I just mention it's day four of our 350 euro vouchers, courtesy of ourselves uh, and um, the English market. So you got a 350 euro voucher for the English market again this morning on the longest ho, ho, ho. More details on that after 10. Hi, it's Connor. Join me Sunday from 7 for Green on Red, bringing you the biggest, the best, and newest names in Irish music. Get it off your chest. Text The Neil Brinderville Show now. 086-8104-106. Red FM. And it's day four of our giveaways in association with the English market. We have 350 euro vouchers to give away every single day this week. And you, maybe you've been in there. Uh, doing a bit of shopping in the English market with a run-up to Christmas. Maybe you'll be heading in today and they're there waiting for you. Lots and lots of businesses and lots to buy and see. So the longest ho-ho-ho wins a 350 euro voucher. Uh, I think we've got upwards of uh, the high 20s with regards to uh, the longest ho-ho-ho. But I imagine that could well be beaten if you take an extra deep breath. Now the first two are fine, the ho-ho, the short ones. Then a deep breath and the longest ho you can do... <laughs> take three calls just before midday and the longest ho-ho-ho wins a 350 euro voucher courtesy of ourselves and the English market. A lot of texts from yesterday and just ahead of calls just one or two more because we were talking with the lads from the Leb yesterday, Cork soldiers out in the Lebanon and that prompted a few texts actually with regards to the carry-on in Cork unfortunately just listening to the great lads out in the Lebanon just after your story about say the teenagers in Carrigalion attacking the guards. I think a stint in the army training for all teenagers in a transition year in school would definitely put manners on them, says Tony and Douglas. And in fact, a retired soldier called Arthur says, well, you got your answer, didn't you, to the problems today with young people. Throw them into the army uh, or prison. Uh, the army saved me from going down the, ro- the wrong road. Can't come on air, says a retired soldier. Interesting thoughts. And then with regards to Carrigaline, um, the population in Carrigaline has exploded but there are no extra pitches, no amenities, no clubs, no playgrounds. It's a disgrace. Janeville alone added another 1,000 houses. That's the size of a medium town with zero extra infrastructure, says Jason. And other people actually picked up on that point uh, with regards to how quickly um, a cargo line has actually grown. Just one or two more. The lack of respect of Gardaí is horrendous. There's no consequences for teens. The only way to hit them is to take the social welfare off the parents. I'm afraid to think what adults these will turn into. That's a broad sweeping statement then against people who take, who have social welfare payments or um, get payments from the state. You're assuming that these kids come from those homes. And of course, that isn't necessarily the case. And many, many people who either had a council house, city or county council house, or indeed had welfare payments, raised wonderful, wonderful kids and had happy homes. And their kids grew up to be very, very kind, considerate and uh, real high achievers. So that's not very fair. Uh, either way, text 0868104106, pick up the phone on 0818104106 and get in touch. Now, I mentioned earlier on this morning, the research is out with regards to uh, what people prefer. Is it Christmas Day dinner 
or is it the Christmas Day sandwich? Which, in our house anyway, is usually eaten around about 7 or 8 o'clock at night on Christmas night in itself. And the research says, and this is, this is British research, um, I imagine it could well be the same here, that 70% of them say they actually prefer their festive sandwich as opposed to Christmas dinner. And according to the survey then, and we can take this with a pinch of salt or a grind of black pepper, whatever you like, like because this is what they like in the UK. It wouldn't necessarily work here. Like they have pigs in blankets. I think that's a sausage wrapped in rasher, I believe. We don't really go for those as much as they do across the water, but they say you need to have precisely three slices of turkey, two thin slices of ham, two and a half sliced pig's blankets, one spoon of cranberry sauce, and a spread of bread sauce. Even the words bread sauce sound disgusting to me, but nonetheless, that's what they put into it. Uh, It should also contain two cold slices of roast potato, one generous squirt of mayo, and both slices of bread should be heavily buttered, and there should be a liberal sprinkling of salt. It should be white bread, not brown, not granary, not sourdough, but good old-fashioned white bread. And if you wish, (laughs) if you couldn't get any more into it, you can also add crisps, a slice of Yorkshire pudding, and I'll come back to this later on. You could even make it a club sandwich, which involves a third slice of bread, which they call the moistener, right? And that apparently is the slice of bread that you dip in gravy first before you insert it into the middle layer of the sandwich. Now, I am reliably informed, although I am not a viewer of the series Friends, that there once was an episode of Friends where Ross had his Christmas sandwich stolen by somebody. And I think Monica, who I believe is a chef in Friends, made him another Christmas sandwich. And it was a club Christmas sandwich. And she soaked the middle slice in gravy for fear that it would be too dry. Because the old turkey can be dry. So I don't know whether that's... I don't know whether this moistener came from Friends or not, but that's the story I heard in my own house last night. That it came from friends. But uh, but enough of me. Huge amount of texts on this. So text 0868104106 and I'll share your perfect Christmas Day sandwich. But Sinead, good morning. Hi. What do you think of all of that lot that they stuff oh, into it in the UK? No, that's no? just like other like that's just like Christmas dinner and a slice of bread. Ugh. But isn't that really? kind of, isn't that kind of what you want? Yeah, but no, that's too much. The York, no, you'd be, you, you couldn't eat the trifle after that. <laughs> no, 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 you see, you have your Christmas dinner, right? You have your starter and your turkey and your ham and your spice beef. The sandwich you would have maybe at eight o'clock that night. Yeah. Right? That, that's just, too, oh, even the moistener in it, no. Oh, like, the, the, the sandwich I'd have now is turkey, ham, stuffing, my mother's stuffing, cheese, mustard and mayo. A slice or a pack of potatoes. Uh, where, where, where do the potatoes go into the sandwich? No, no, they're on the side. Oh, you're very posh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and yeah. it has to be Jack Cuthbert spread. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Jack Cuthbert spread with the, the hard crusts on it. And then a nice bowl of trifle then afterwards. No matter how stuffed you are, you'll still, you'll still manage it. And that would be Christmas night, is it? Oh, that's Christmas night, yeah. Like you're eating your dinner and almost 
halfway through your dinner, you're like, oh, I can't wait to have my sandwich later. <laughs> <laughs> so 70% of people prefer the sandwich to the dinner, apparently. Yeah, maybe so, yeah. Like, all year, you're like, oh, I can't wait for that sandwich Christmas night. <laughs> but you've got to put gravy in it. Oh, no, no, no. The mustard, the mustard is a nice kick. Would you not even... Like, why don't you take a slice of the bread, right? Soak it in gravy and pan fry it on both sides for maybe 30 oh, seconds. No, my mother loves that. Oh, the same way she fries um, the roast potatoes the day after on Stevens' day and she eats them. No. Yeah, she said right. No, no. And she might have, like, maybe Stevens' night, then she might have the sliced potatoes and an egg. Oh, your mother is right on the money with that. And if she pan fries the sliced cold sli- uh, roast potatoes yeah, with, butter, with butter, with yeah, butter, I'd say. Yeah, pan fries them, uh, the cold roast potatoes, and then a fried egg as well with it. And had the fried eggs on top of the potatoes, then, oh, no. Your, your mother's a genius, Sinead. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> the apple fell far from the tree with you. If it wasn't for her, now the stuffing or the Christmas sandwich at night wouldn't wouldn't be the nicest without her stuffing. And what's the stuffing then? Give me an idea what that'll be. She's making it there now. So it's potatoes, sausage meat, the Denny sausage meat, fresh thyme, onions, garlic, and she mixes it all up. Oh, it's yum. I'm standing upstairs now and I can just smell it coming upstairs. Is she making it now? She's making it now because my brother-in-law just dropped down the turkey and ham. <laughs> so she always cooks the turkey on Christmas Eve and she stuffs it with my son on uh, Christmas Eve morning and she she even puts the slice of bread at the end of the stuffing in the turkey to stop the stuffing falling out she is an absolute genius yeah to be fair no we'd be lost without her so and um, so when she serves the turkey does she warm it on Christmas day then or oh, oh she does yeah she has it all sliced up and she puts it on a plate with tin foil over it and she puts a bit of water into it and puts it into the oven and that keeps it lovely and moist. Then it Where did she out. learn all of that? From her own mother? I, I think so, yeah. Yeah, must have been. And it's just kind of carried on down through us then. But still, yeah. she, doesn't, she doesn't trust us then to make it. And she shouldn't either with, the, <laughs> no. with, with what you're putting into your Christmas sandwich. What's your mother's name? Uh, Frances. Frances, you're yeah, a genius. Yeah. They're yeah. lucky to have you. Oh, we're lucky to have her, yeah. And yeah. You, you know the potato thyme and sausage meat stuffing? Does all yeah. of the family come for bowls of that and take it home? Oh, yeah, yeah. My brother, he's like, he's like, he actually had a fight with his wife one year because <laughs> it, was their, it was their first year in their new house. And they all wanted to have their lovely Christmas dinner. It was their first year married in their new house and they were having their Christmas dinner. <laughs> and Stephen rang my mum and he says, um, Mum, will you make our stuffing? Well, I'd say his wife didn't speak to him for about two days. <laughs> because she probably came from oh. a home that had, yeah. bread st- that had bread stuffing, you know? Yeah, because she wanted to make it, but no, he stuck to his guns. He brought out his mother's stuffing. Dead right, because <laughs> that, that old breadcrumb stuff, I don't like it at all, do you? No, no, it has Nasty. to be nice and thick and oh, it has to have oh potato I can't in it. wait. I can't yeah, wait either. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, I can't wait. My challenge to you now is take that Christmas sandwich, put some gravy into it. I don't know how... I will. I I'll, 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 I'll try a bit of the gravy over the just, turkey. I won't soak the bread in it, but I'll put a bit over the turkey. And don't forget to put stuffing in as well. That's got to oh, be in oh, there too. That has, that's the main ingredient. Lovely chatting with you, Sinead, and also Thanks to your me. ma'am. Take care. Happy Christmas. I, happy Christmas to you and all. Actually, not too far from Sinead's ma'am's stuffing. Somebody says, Neil, add some, add some mixed spice to the potato, thyme and sausage meat with fried onions mix it all together into a casserole dish and into the oven my dad's recipe R.I.P happy Christmas to all says odds in Glanmire so an extra little pinch there uh, of mixed spice could make all of the difference to the potato one's time time staying with food actually if you don't mind Rob how are you a quick one for you says he what are you looking for 
I'm trying to track down a frozen goose. Why, did you lose it or something? Did it run away? No, 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 no. Uh, I wish. <laughs> uh, no, we just, we had a, a bit of a run of COVID there coming into the end of November and took up most of December for us. And, oh, uh, we're, right. We're, we're watching my call a little bit behind. Why do you want a goose, though? Why don't you want a turkey? Ah, they're way nicer. Are they? They're way nicer. They're way juicier and everything. They're gorgeous. There's a there's sm- lot, lot less meat, though, isn't there? Ah, there's a bit less meat, but you, you'd appreciate it more because it's nicer. Oh, is it a darker meat, in, then, in, is it? it? Yeah, it is a small bit darker. Instead of having, you know, a ferocious amount of turkey left over, you'd have a small bit of goose. I tried it one year, years ago, and I don't know whether I cooked it wrong or anything, but it went down like a lead balloon, the goose. I mean, where'd you get oh, that? Nah. What, is that a tra- was it a tradition in your home or something? No, um, growing up, it was always turkey, always and forever. Um, but when I moved in with the wife, about oh, 14 years ago, I just thought, you know what, oh, we'll just go for something different. All right. And um, okay. started making the goose. And for, all, for all those years, where were you getting the goose from? You're goose now, like, but where were you I'm, usually yeah, getting it? I'm quite literally goose now at this stage. Yeah. Um, you'd kind of get it in different places because every year there seemed to be loads of them. You could get it in Albany, you could get it in Lidl, you could get it in Tesco, Duns, uh, got them in the English market a few times. Uh, they got to have a goose in the English market, man. Do you know what I know? I just haven't had time to actually get in there. I'm hoping once I finish work there, and we're finished there today at one o'clock. So I'm hoping once I finish at one o'clock, I'm going to try and get in there. But sure, I'm going to text Tim Mulcahy right now. He's on my phone here now as we're chatting. Right? You know the chicken in? Oh yeah. I yeah, bet yeah. you. I bet you he's got a goose. I bet you he does. Um, would you pop in there if he does? Oh, I'm heading there anyway. Right. Okay. And are you? Are you? You? What? You said you all had COVID, or some family members? Oh did? no, not all of us. The kids actually got it. There was there was one child who got it. Um, picked it up in school, and you know you do your five day testing and what have you. Yeah. So we done. We were all negative, 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 and then on the fifth day, another one got it, and then we went through the five day testing again, negative, 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 and then another one got it. So they ran consecutively instead of you know. Sticking them all into a room and getting it over with, but you know, I, I just didn't want to take that chance. Like, so did you and, change um, all of the doors in the house then and put glass in or something? Is it? I did. I did. <laughs> I, I changed the doors. You know, instead of having the standard door, I, I changed them to the the ones that we had in the house with glass in it. But the <laughs> kids were looking in and out, and she they were grand. Like, I mean, <laughs> did, my smartle had a PS4 inside in his room. And he wouldn't have left the room even if we wanted him. So to. you put glass doors in the bedroom doors. I did. Yeah. So you could look in and out at each other. Yeah, she they were delighted with life. It was a gimmick to him. What? Are you going to leave them? Oh, no, I didn't change back at all, no. You have? No, I did, I changed them back again. You must be very handy, are you? Ah, uh, sure. <laughs> you pick up a few things over the years, like. <laughs> you love your kids. Ah, uh, yeah, sure, look, that's what Christmas is for, isn't it? All right, so we need to find you a goose pretty rapid. I don't. Uh, I don't yeah. think you'd feed eight people with one goose, man. I don't. I don't. Uh, you would, of course. Jesus, you must be all very thin. Uh, no, you, 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 you. Shut up, the kids. There's four kids and four adults. So, Tim O'Kahi is typing me back now, right? But he must be typing a, a novel. <laughs> like I don't know what. It's a simple question I asked him. Have you a goose? <laughs> hang on, a second, hang on. Uh, he says they won't know for definite, definite until night. Um, uh, somebody in the market says that they may have a spare one. 
So what do we do? Will I just Go text him? Will I, will I text him back and tell him to hold on to the spare one? Do and sure I'll pop in from there once he finish work. Hold on to the spare one. Okay. All right. I've sent. I've sent that text now. Okay. When are you going into the English market? Um, finished there at one o'clock. So okay. it should all things going well. Be okay. So hang. Okay. So you'll be hanging on for an hour or so anyway before you do. Yeah. Okay, so I've texted him back there and I asked him to ask Robbie. He, apparently, Robbie has a spare one. He thinks, and he'll ask Robbie to put it aside. And I'll, I'll have that. I'll have. I'll have, should have that confirmed by eleven o'clock. All right. All right. Perfect. Okay, so I think we might have saved Christmas Day for you. I just gonna say, Neil saves Christmas again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my man. I've, hang on. We're not across the line yet, but we're damn close. Yes, good. We're closer than I was an hour ago. Some wag says go up to the lock, but I think they're just joking. <laughs> I tell you, if I get pushed tomorrow evening. <laughs> no, We'd have the cruelty people down on top of us if you serve swan. Don't even think tell, about it. Tell no one. Tell no one. All right, hang in there. Give me half an hour and we'll see if Tim Mulcahy comes back with an update on your on your goose. All right. All right. No worries. All right, Rob. Talk later. All right, sure, sir. Nice to That's a cracker, isn't it? Driving home for Christmas with the great Chris Rhea. Lots more Christmas music to come and Christmas stories to share. I've been corrected, actually, saying that the Christmas sandwich in our house is actually eaten between 11 o'clock and midnight. So I'm not paying much attention at home on Christmas Day. Uh, incidentally, somebody else suggesting that our croulets are the best for the gravy. They're out in Ballincollig, aren't they? The cru- on croulet on Bush Door. Uh, and other people then also in need of help. I'll update on the goose in the next half hour or so because uh, I hope there are people scrambling around the market now looking for a goose for, for the lads, for Robbie and the gang. But um, Sorry, from Robbie or else from Tim inside the English market. But somebody else is looking for uh, a dig out as well. Do you know any shops who are doing Romantica anymore? The folds of vanilla flavor ice cream. I want to get one for my daughter for Christmas Day. How endeavor I can't find one. You know the you know the romantic. It's the ice cream, and it's got folds of chocolate through the ice cream. I know it very well because years and years ago, um, my wife happened to be over. I think possibly before we were married in my in my mother and father's house, and she served my mother served romantica after dinner one day, and I remember my wife at the time saying, "Oh my God, that is absolutely gorgeous." And every single time we would call for food, or even not for food, just call in, the Romantica would be brought out. You know, typical Cork Mammy fashion. So much so that you would actually dread the Romantica getting it every single time. It's like if you tell a mother that you like something, you get it over and over and over again, to the point of where, to which you actually arrive at detesting it. So that was Romantica. So if it's gone, I'm one, one way glad, but on the other hand, in a kind of a, a nostalgic kind of way, sad. But maybe it's still available. I think it's an HB product, if I remember correctly, Romantica. Anybody know where that could be got so the Christmas day can be saved? At least the dessert can be saved? Text 0868104106. The Neil Prenderville Show on Twitter at Neil Red FM. Christmas Day sandwich. The perfect Christmas sandwich, Neil, is layer by layer. Brennan's white bread, mayonnaise, mashed together and fries, sweet potatoes, parsnips, carrots, stuffing, then add to the sambo. Add ham, small bit of cranberry, slice of bread, 
fall asleep in front of the fire, you can't beat it. Thank you. You went to a lot of effort in that text to send us that uh, recipe. You lost me, actually, at the sweet potatoes. You lost me. Sweet potatoes and romantica, all in the same department. So sorry about that. But I think I think uh, Councillor Paddy Deneen, actually, has got the most beautiful Christmas sandwich and an even more beautiful description of same and joins me by phone. Paddy, good morning. Good morning, Eamon. Merry Christmas to you and, and everyone. And, and you too. Are you one of the 70% that prefers the sandwich to the Christmas Day dinner? Well, yes. I, I think the sandwich in the evening time is the treat for Christmas Day. Nobody so yeah, far has mentioned yeah, yeah, anything yeah, about adding spiced beef or anything, though. Or spiced beef. It has to be the spiced beef sandwich without those. Okay. And that is I, the icing on the cake. How yeah. do you... like? Where are you with the bread? Because usually we would go for, you know, Jack Cuthbert's bread. It's the roly-poly bread. You know the roundy one? Yeah. And you, and you cut it. Sometimes you can get a pre-slice. That, for me, is the perfect bread for this sandwich. But where are you at with the bread? Well, yeah, you, you are right in saying that. The perfect white bread it has to be white bread initially. And um, if you can get as fresh as you can get fresh white bread. Okay. And it's, it's going to be on Christmas Day or on Christmas night. It's, it's tough to have the, um, the fresh loaf. So I just offered the sliced pan myself, generally, because they can be quite fresh, you know, at that time. But they're too thin and cotton woolly, though. Yeah, but you see... You no, don't it's want your to be choice. Too no, much. Don't, yeah, 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 but you don't want to be tasting too much doughy either. You want, like, you want to get the flavour of the spiced beef. Okay, you know, in the, you okay. Know. so what goes in? How, okay, you get, well, obviously butter that bread, right? Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, like you have to get your two slices of bread and you butter copiously with proper creamery butter the butter or carry goods and do every piece even the corners <laughs> then you cut the slice beef the slice beef very I just move around a bit there Paddy will you you're, you're, you've got a sharp knife and you're cutting the beef thin is it yeah as thin as you possibly can so much so that it's probably crumbling away you can get Tom Durkin to pre-cut it for you you know yeah, yeah. but cut, cut it nice and thin but cut plenty of it place plenty of the spiced beef in, on the bread place the other slice on top Press it down gently then just to keep it on together. And when the Barry's tea is drawing away on the gas, cut them into quarters and then repeat the process if needed. Absolutely that, you, that, you don't need anything else. That's just a spiced beef sandwich, man. That's just a spiced beef sandwich and that is all you need. You won't need anything else. Oh, for God's sake, have you not tried to sexy it up a bit like by throwing in a bit of turkey or a bit of gravy or some stuffing? No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. No, no. The spiced beef is the treat of the... Of the like, when we're having the dinner, we like you have your turkey and your ham, you'll have your gravy, you'll have all that for your Christmas dinner. Uh-huh. The spiced beef is the treat. Okay, well, what, what about a bit of Coleman's mustard or something? No, 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 no. Spiced beef only. You, 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 like, you need the spiced beef flavour, that's what you're after. You, you, you don't need to be hiding flavour. That's hospital food. Very <laughs> <laughs> simple. What do you drink with it? But good. Cup of Barry's tea. <laughs> Apparently... <laughs> Beautiful idea. Cup of berries, tea with a spiced beef sandwich. The perfect accompaniment to the Christmas sandwich, according to the research, is a cup of tea. Followed closely by a sip of Bailey's and even closer again, a glass of champagne. Nah, I think I go no, for the cup no. of tea. No, I would have, if you want to have champagne, have that first to cleanse your palate, to prepare your palate <laughs> for the spiced beef. But also the chicken tea, when you're pouring the tea from the teapot, mostly in a teapot, and as you're pouring the tea into the cup, you raise your teapot up from the cup, creating heat to bubble up <laughs> and aerate the tea and enhances the flavor. So, so you, you attack this um, on Christmas night like in military fashion, do you? 
Yes. Sharp knife, the butter, the spiced nice, beef yeah. thin, and the cut slice thin, bag. But, but, but cut plenty. Put plenty in then, you know. All right. Well, you're making me hungry. I wouldn't mind one of yeah. those at lunchtime. I feel maybe, I feel uh, the Long Valley coming on for one of those. Perfect, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, happy Christmas, but there's no need, Yeah, but there's no need to overcomplicate the sandwich. Just... I know. It's, listen, it's it's a night. It's way too basic for me. And I, I, yeah. if I gave that to my son, I'd be battered with it on Christmas night. Battered with it. All right. But yours is a beautiful sandwich, nonetheless. And it's beautiful, um, absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. And, and of course, it's singing the praises of pork spice beef. Yeah, and do you like the cabbage cream egg? How do you eat yours? You, <laughs> it's it's once a year, and you just make the most of it. Then you know. All right, my man. Happy Christmas, dear. Well done. You too, and to all your listeners. Thanks Cheers. Take care. Everybody. Get take in care. touch Perfect. with regards to your favorite ingredients or how you build your Christmas day. And it, it really is the leftovers, really. That's what you're talking about, really. A leftover sandwich, isn't it? Happy Christmas, one and all. Ah, it's the eve of Christmas Eve, and yesterday we replayed some audio of uh, Tomas with the Fada from 2016. He was three and a half at the time, and he visited us in the studio with his mom, uh, Vicky, and his nana, Bernie, at the time, uh, and also revisited a couple of years later. And I have to tell you, a massive response to it every single time, on air and also online, because people love the original and the second chat. But the first one is just so cute when Tomas was only uh, three and a half. He's eight now. He's eight now, and he picked up the, f- the phone this morning to us because he wanted to wish everybody a happy Christmas. And he joins me by phone. Tomas, good morning. Hi. Have you still got the fodder? Yeah. Happy Christmas to you, pal. How have you been? Great. Okay. What class are you in now? Uh, second class. And you wanted to say hello to all of your friends and all your family again? Yeah. Did you hear yourself on the air yesterday? Are we in school or what were you doing? Um... And I didn't, but when I was at, when I came home from school, my nan showed me all of the different comments. Is it? Yeah, all the different, all of the different comments, and I honestly can't believe we have that many. Because <laughs> people loved that conversation and the chat we had. Do you remember doing it when you were three and a half and Santa Claus coming to visit you? Yeah. Did you enjoy it? Mm, I was only having this. I was talking to my friends about it there uh, yesterday. You sound very grown up, Tomas, with the fodder. You're grown up very fast, aren't you? Yeah. Listen, I have to ask you, because when you were in, when you were three and a half, you told Santa Claus that Donica was naughty. Is he still naughty, your brother? No, he's definitely very good now. So you don't want to give him a bag of coal anymore, No. No, but it's his birthday today anyway. That's right, I remember that from years back. So happy birthday to Donica. Thanks. Is that you, Donica? Yeah, he's right in the room with me. Oh, great stuff. Happy Christmas, Donica. Thanks. You're not on the naughty list, Tomas tells me. Happy Christmas, <laughs> Tomas, what's Santi bringing you? Uh, good few things now this year. Right, like what? A mobile phone, I suppose. PlayStation 5, I suppose. No, uh, I already have a PS4 oh. and I, I don't think the PS5 is worth this because <laughs> all the games that you can get on that, you can get on the PS4. You're dead right, boy. Don't be wasting your money on it. <laughs> are, you yeah, still, are, you st- are you still wearing Tommy Hilfiger gear? Um... Yeah, but I don't wear it as often as I used to now. Right, what do you but, wear? Um, what are you wearing now? Nike, is it? Um, Angela sends them now, but 
Well, um, I, I mostly wear tracksuits, but if I ask to dress up, I'll dress up like. Are you playing a bit of football or hurling or gar or anything like that? Uh, yeah, I'm playing. I'm, uh, when I have to eat my school meet. I play with Vincent for GA and um, I play, I used to play soccer, but just, my club is too far away. So I'm All right, so you're, you're sticking to the Gaelic football, yeah? Yeah. yeah. Except um, I'm. My my friend Harry uh, is in in club that I used to be in. Right. And every Wednesday in my class we have pee, and me and him are the best in our class. Well done, Tomas, for the fada. You still have the fada. You paid a lot of money for that. And tell me, when you were in with me, you were only about one foot, one and a half foot tall. I'd say you're about five or six feet now, are you? Uh, maybe a bit taller now. <laughs> I'm not sure. Because me and my friend Harry are actually the tallest in our class. I'd say you're very tall, I'd say, in fairness. I'd say you're handsome too. Have you, girl, have you a girlfriend? No. I'd say you do. Huh? No. <laughs> Are you going to the pantomime today? Yeah. Who's going really Who's going with you? Is your mammy gone? Um, yeah. My, me and my mum, my brother and a couple of our cousins are going. You'll have a great day. It's very good. Lots mm. of fun. You really enjoy it. And you're going to get to bed very early on Christmas Eve? Uh, yeah. You're going to leave all... Are you still going to leave out stuff for Rudolph and the reindeers? Yeah. What are you going to leave out? Bottle of Coke and cookies for Santa and then um, carrots for the reindeer. Because you, you told Santa Claus way back when you were three and a half not to be eating too many cookies because you get fat. Mm. And if you're a big chimney... You think it'd be big enough? You think it'd be big enough for Santa Claus if he's fat? Man, yes, probably not. He's very, very fat. Who's that? Donica. Who's Donica again? Is it? Yeah. Donica. Yeah. What's Santa Claus bringing you? The PS Five. You don't need a PS Five. The PS Four is perfectly good. Tomas said. No, PS Five is good. So you'll have a PS4 and a PS5 in the house. Do you hear me, Tomas? Yeah. And you'll be playing games. I don't like Virginia Virginie wants to be as wife. And I, then I, I'm the one with the PS4 now. So you'll be left behind. He'll be better than you. No. Will you have a big Christmas dinner? Yeah, but my mum is working on Christmas Day, so it'll be up my aunt's house. Ah, she'll cook it well. Do you still like the bodice? Yeah. And the steak? Definitely. You're still eating the bodice then, you are? Yeah. All right. Do you want to play a few requests and say hello to all of your friends? Yeah, yeah I suppose. Yes, please. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> I want to say hi to Harry Pegler, um, Michael McDonald, Nathan Walsh, Sean Sorensen, my mum, my dad. And my brother, Donica. What school do you go to? Uh, oh, it's a gr- great school. I'd also like to play a request for my two nannies and granddads. Ah, look after nanny and granddads. They spoil your rotten, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, your, your nana Bernie's lovely. Yeah, and so is my nana Christine. Well, listen, and your other nana Christine. I haven't met her, sure I haven't. I haven't met her. I'd probably meet her at your 21st birthday party. I'd say, will I? Will you invite me to it? 
Yeah. Ah, we'll have a great laugh, Tomas. When you're 21. I know that. And then I might go to your wedding as well, when you get married, yeah? Yeah, sure. And then I go to your 50th birth. Then I go to the birth of your first baby. Okay. So we'll have great times ahead, you and me, okay? Okay. All right, pal. Well, listen, happy Christmas to you. And also to Don... Yeah, go on. I'd also like to wish everyone in Cork, from Cork, and everyone who's listening to Red FM at the moment, a very happy Christmas. Yeah, in another few years, when I go on holidays, you can do this program for me, all right? Okay. You'll be very good at it, Tomas. Okay, I'd love it. I know you'd love it. <laughs> well, I'm expecting a visit from you sometime next year then, all right? And we can do a bit of practicing in here. All right. Start early. Happy Christmas to you all. I'm only happy you returned. I've laid here tomorrow for the fodder. Hold on to that fodder, it's precious, all right? All right. Bye. 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 Get to bed early, Christmas again. Eve. Yeah. Jonah Louis, stop the cavalry, and uh, good old Tomas with the fodder, and Donica, his brother. He's a gas character as well, Donica, as he as he gets that little bit older, and they get more of a personality. Great lads, lovely to catch up with them. Actually, talking about uh, you know, just mentioning there, stop the cavalry by Jonah Louis. That's a song regarding the First World War. To those of you who like your World War movies, particularly World War One, it doesn't it doesn't do really great with regards to the critics. But what do they know about anything? But I watched a very good one last week. I believe it's on Netflix and it's called The War Below for people who like their war films. It's a World War One film and it's true story, really and truly 100% true. Because during the First World War, a group of British miners were recruited by the British Army to tunnel underneath no man's land and to set bombs from below uh, the German front in the hopes of breaking a deadly uh, stalemate during one of the big battles at the time. I loved it. I, re- I really enjoyed it. It was the Battle of Messines at the time and uh, it kind of, I'm not saying that it changed the entire war but it saved an awful lot of lives and they used um, coal miners to, to dig the tunnels. I won't say any more about it than that but it's a very good film. I really enjoyed it. It's called The War Below. Back after the break. Neil's got a new number. Call him now on 0818 I'll still between now and midday, but there is a story that makes the Times UK this morning. It's in one ways, it's it's a very uplifting story, but very sad in others. It's the story of an, a baby abandoned in a field in northern India. And the baby survived a bitter cold night thanks to the warmth of a stray dog and her puppies who came along. I mean, it's an incredible story. And a photograph to go with it. Farmers, apparently, the next morning were setting off to work on the Saturday morning. And they were startled when they stumbled across the little newborn baby with her umbilical cord still attached. And the little newborn baby was nestled alongside the dogs and the pups. And apparently the temperatures overnight would have been below, um, I imagine, maybe four, maybe five degrees or even less. So cold that even a thick layer um, of, uh, you know, uh, maybe a little frost was, was surrounding the grass around the little baby, but not on the baby itself. The baby survived. It's an incredible story. And it's important to share a kind of a story like that at Christmas time. And isn't it amazing how dogs, um, can be so intuitive? I don't know whether you'd say the same about any other pets. I'm sure people could come up with stories about cats and maybe, I don't know, horses and things like that. 
but certainly we hear about it all the time about dogs. But I was I was wondering then, there's a kind of a backstory to it then as to why, uh, you know, I mean, we've, we've, we've had stories like this here in Ireland back in the day, but apparently still in many parts of, of India, they're saying in this article that there's a terrible stigma and, ostrac- and ostracization, I suppose, of unmarried mothers, as they put it. And it's so bad um, that the young women can't, you know, take the stigma or the shame uh, that befalls them. And uh, they're saying in the paper that a desperate young woman might have done this because of the stigma and the shame of not being married and having a baby out of wedlock. And it said in the article that if they're determined not to raise the baby um, because they um, have a preference, they say, in some parts of the world for male babies. Um, I won't get into too much detail about that, but they say that couples will often leave babies outside orphanages and temples and hospitals or even government offices. And in some parts of India, a, a crib is actually left outside children's homes so that the unwanted babies can be left there. And it's an astonishing story. But the upside to this is this naked newborn little girl survived out in the wilderness uh, where she was born because a, uh, a mother dog, a female dog, and her pups wrapped around her and kept her warm through the night. I think it's a beautiful, beautiful story. Lines are open at one eight fifty one zero four one zero six. We were chatting yesterday, actually, with the lads out in the Lebanon, uh, and I got some lovely texts on that from people who, um, you know, were saying that maybe a spot in the army wouldn't be such a bad thing. But one particularly lovely text came in, says, "You just had a chat with my brother-in-law Gavin in the Lebanon. I'm his soon-to-be bride." Trisha's sister. You follow that? Gavin has a heart of gold. They're getting married. Now, this is Trisha's sister who texted me. They're getting married next November. They had a lot planned before he left in November. He also missed her birthday this November due to having to quarantine before they traveled to Lebanon. And Trisha misses him mad, uh, as we all do. It's definitely quieter without him. If they're listening over there in the Lebanon, can you please give them a big hello from here uh, to me or from me and all of my kids who are missing them as well? And uh, that would be Scarlett, uh, Sasha, Tomas and all the rest of the family. Thank you so much. It was great to hear him. Uh, we've recorded his conversation with you for the kids when they come home from school. Lovely text from Sue Beecher. That'd be Trisha's. Uh, sister who will marry Gavin in the new year. We're back after 10 on 1850 104 106 and don't forget that new number 0818 104 106. Hey, it's Dave. Join me weekdays from 4 for Dave Max Drive where I'll help get you home or give you a little lift at home. Big hits, loads of fun features and traffic info. What more could you need? Join me weekdays from 4. Dave Max Drive. New year, new number for Neil. 0818 104 106. And right across the day today and, sorry, right across today and tomorrow, uh, we have the 350 euro voucher to give away for the English market. So that's in the next 40 minutes or so. We'll open the phone lines, take three callers on air. Whoever's got the longest ho, ho, ho uh, and hold the ho for the longest wins the daily prize of a 350 euro voucher. You can give it as a gift, split it up or spend it all yourself. 350 euro of it just before midday today. Now, an update for you with regards to our search uh, for a goose. All right. Um, I have been back and forth with uh, Tim Mulcahy at the Chicken Inn. He doesn't have a goose, but he figures that one of the other butchers could well have a spare one, but he won't know until three o'clock. I imagine that could be uh, maybe at three o'clock, whether everybody has collected their geese or their gooses or not. So that's where we're at with regards to. So if anybody has one, um, please let me know. Text 0868104106 because the family of eight uh, will go hungry on Christmas Day. Either that or they'll have to get a turkey. 
uh, or a goose if they can get it somewhere. Uh, so please let us know. Text 0868104106. But there is a long shot. There could be one, but not. We won't know for sure until, until the three o'clock. So if you can help us out with that, it would be great. A uh, lot of requests as well for this time of the year for people who actually, funny enough, not of people across Christmas, whether it's Christmas Eve or Christmas Day or the Eve of Christmas Eve, also celebrate their birthdays um, on uh, the week leading up to Christmas. And today is the birthday of Kieran Barry, who turns 12 today. So happy birthday, Kieran, from your big brother, Aaron, and your sisters, Ava and Emma. Your mam, your dad, your grandparents and all your uncles and your aunts. Have a great day today. Uh, and one or two quick emails then. Pauline, Francis, Shelley and the McHugh family would like to say hi to Ruth, Martin, Stephen and Jamie who are currently on their way home to Ballygarvin for Christmas. They're coming through Cardiff on the ferry uh, and picked up Fred FM on the way. So Pauline rang to say hello and welcome home. See if Neil might mind giving them a shout out. So happy to do that as they travel. Not sure where from, probably somewhere in the UK. So well done and welcome home. Have a great Christmas. Um, and lots of other texts which we'll get to. But I just want to get, yeah, apparently there are frozen geese in Lidl. Um, he said that he tried though. He tried your Tesco's and your Dunn's and your Lidl's and your Aldi's. Unless they got more in, uh, frozen would be just fine. I mean, absolutely. So I hope he's listening um, and revisits the supermarkets because we won't know with regards to the goose till three o'clock. Okay, I might have an update. You never know between now and midday. But, you know, talking about food and Christmas time and having enough to go around, Cork Penny Dinners uh, do incredible work all year. I have to tell you about the work they do. But they have an extra initiative on now and an offering to taxi drivers affected by COVID, those who have not been working or haven't been able to survive on the amount of work that's been available or trying to survive on a pop payment. So it's a lovely initiative from Penny Dinners. And Bobby Lynch, himself a taxi driver and also with the Cork Taxi Council, he's got a quick update on this. So he's going to explain to us what it's all about. Bobby, good morning. Good morning. Uh, Happy Christmas uh, to you, Bobby. Hope you're well. What, what, what's the plan? Thank you. Uh, well, the plan for me is looking good. I know it's, I'm, I'm, I'm getting angry. But uh, yesterday morning, I started getting cars off of drivers there that they want getting the pop payment when they rang up there was a lot of barriers put in their way and I got an email last week of Michael McGrath telling us that uh, there'd be no problem with taxes they was going back on the pop payment and he said as much yesterday morning on the air yeah. with me and I also asked him to bring the, 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 the pension or taxes up, up to the level of the pop payment don't have them surviving and their pension, which is, I think, is about two thirty or something a week, and trying to keep their taxi afloat. Because a lot of pensioners couldn't stop working because they did have losing their taxis, their plates. And, uh, like, a lot of them went out to work. Now, we have had a good few deaths in the, in the taxi industry through COVID. And uh, was that elderly taxi drivers who died? Well, it did, there was, yeah, and then yeah. we did one or two, I think it was one or two took their own lives. You oh, know, for God's sake, I know. It's uh, like, like we're in the industry that, that, that was always pushed to one side, forgotten about, but I really thought that there'd be no problem this time, uh, taxi drivers getting back to work. Like, the, the dogs in the street can see that there's no work there for taxis. Well, there's not enough across the day, and now with uh, now with retail, you know, yeah. retail doesn't go very late, and the pubs and restaurants yeah. are closed. Yeah, and what what you have then? What you have then? Uh, you have the, the fellas that work nighttime coming out early during the day, yeah. and then and they're, they're taken from each other. But then you have people cribbing that they can't get a taxi uh, coming out of the pub. No, 
Like, as I always said, like, which is more important, trying to get a GP appointment? Could you ring up for a GP? I thought the week or the week after. No, the GPs have the handful as well. Like, they're doing a great job. Yeah. But, like, uh, like <laughs> the taxis are always knocked. And there's probably a rush then around 8 o'clock for an yeah, hour or so. Yeah. And there's not there enough. Is, yeah. Yeah. yeah, And after yeah, that what's, then. What's the point in keeping the taxi on the road to go out at rush time and do one or two jobs? Right. They, they, don't, they don't pay lads. No, there's a lot of fellas. And they, they, they rang me yesterday. I said, look, I'll get on to Katrina. You know, she's my sister. I'll get on to her. Yeah. No, and she, she was there last day and she says to me, she goes, because Robert, I'm sick of it. I'm ran out my feet, I'm exhausted. Yeah. And then he says, look, you want a cup of self and go, and uh, look after yourself. Uh, she goes, you know, no, she says, I would do that at all. Yeah. But like, only for her, and, and the rest of the, the groups around the city, the same as the pods and all them, like, the government are going away probably in the holidays. Never affected their wages. They'd have a great Christmas with their family. So the, the income of taxi drivers has collapsed, that's the taxi happen. drivers who are applying for a pop are having too much red tape put in their yeah, way yeah, and are being exactly. delayed. Or ref- yeah, they're being, exactly. Are they being delayed or are they being refused? Be, some are being, some are told it'll be after Christmas and some are being just re- refused. And so, and because of all of that, Cork Penny Dinners are putting together hampers for yeah. taxi drivers. Yeah, for taxi drivers and anyone else, even a retired taxi driver, are people... Only people that don't have to be taxi drivers. Do you know what I mean? They, they, they can ring me or I'll, I'll ring herself. And like, no one knows who's getting them because you know the way they do it. Yeah, very discreetly. And, and what, like, what's, do you know what's in them? Do you mind me asking? I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I don't know. I suppose there's a, there's a talk in the ham and, you know, you know, stuff like that, you know? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. imagine so, like. But yeah. like, it's, just, like it's, it's sad when it has to come to this, like. Isn't it? And, Unbelievable! This is a disgrace. They, we, 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 like we have a government there that only that only cares for themselves, and and they're just showing us. Like Mihal, like he's a cop man. Well, you see, the left hand and the right hand, they they don't know what they each other is doing. So if you're going if you're going to say okay from eight o'clock yeah. on Monday, and they should have done yeah. all of this last week, they should have done it last week. Like the the the, the, the politicians, the the, the cold that I dealt with down through the years, a politician will only tell you what you want to know. He'll do nothing for you. Any, any minister will do nothing for you. We have a minister for transport. What's he doing? So He's are you, so you saying so that you'd have taxi drivers if they didn't get help now, say for the likes of Penny Dinners, and they, have, chil- and they have families and children, of course. Yeah. Yeah. We have nothing left. And then, like, last year, there, we had a couple of pounds left in, in, in our kitty last year, and I, I took it out and I gave it to taxi drivers. And like they know, they, they, I, like I won't mention no names to them, but they know exactly. And some of them fellas came back to me last night and said, Bobby, uh, how do I donate to Penny Dinners? <laughs> it was angry, I couldn't believe it, like. Yeah, I know, I know. They, 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 they didn't forget what, what we did. And like, there's, there, there is taxi drivers out there that will keep their mouth shut. And they, they, they don't have to be taxi drivers to keep their mouth shut. There's only people that are ashamed to go and look for help for food. And it's it, it shouldn't come to that. It shouldn't come to that. Like we we have three top ministers in Cork on what are they doing? They're doing nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Mihar will probably retire the next election because he knows he knows he's not gonna get in. 
Do you think he not? Was a, you think oh, not? Every, everyone that rings, rings me and the taxi drivers are saying this. Bobby, years ago, when, when them, she was the Minister for Transport, we, we brought Fianna Fáil down. And we will do it again this year yeah. at the next election because yeah. we want an election. Yeah. So we don't know how good Sinn Féin is going to be when they go in there. But the, anyone is better than Martin Dunno. Do you think that the likes of Miha Martin and Simon Coveney would struggle for a, a fourth or a fifth seat then, yeah? They will look at how many, how many councils it took uh, Michal and Simon Coveney the last time to get in. But I'm glad you said that and not me because you're absolutely right. Yeah, there was I, enough I pressure. Because right, I, I, I know him. Because I was up in I was up in the UCC when 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 Katrina well Rena as I know right uh, when Rena Katrina was getting her doctors of law and she said a speech to me her man was sitting in the front row and she turned around to me her man in front of a hall full of people and she goes me hall uh, if you ever get into into government do you ever think of having a cabinet with all volunteers no one getting paid. And they get the job done. Because mm. there's people there getting thousands every week and they're not doing nothing. Yeah, yeah, they don't feel pain, you see. Done. They never feel pain. They don't feel... They don't feel it. Yeah. They, they, they have no They don't feel want. They, yeah. they, they, when they go out and buy diesel or buy petrol or whatever, it's all expensive. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's me and you are paying for it. And when when you're in trouble then, they're going to wear Pascal Dunhoe they're not to worry about. Me will retire the next election, let me tell you that, and he'll walk away with a big lump sum and a fine pension. You think there's only two and a half years left and he will just quietly retire as opposed to lose an election? Yeah. He would, of course. Right. He, he, okay. then, he okay. Didn't he say that he wouldn't go into power with Fina Gale? I know, I know, I know. I passionate words, he, passionate words, Bobby, passionate words. <laughs> can, and, can, and listen, well, and Penny Denners are helping um, oh, yeah. in, the, in their own way, but is there anything else that people can do? Well, if, like, if people, let me tell you, know, if people out there want to donate to them, or St. Vincent de Paul, yeah. uh, do it, because like, everything helps, no matter how big, how small, but I, I will promote the appeal for people, just not around taxi drivers, don't be going hungry over what's happening. Mm. There's, plenty, there's plenty of help there. There's plenty of volunteers out there that mm. will do anything for anyone. Yeah. And I, I'm afraid, like, it's only for the volunteers. There'd be a lot of people dead in this country. If there was no feed cork, for instance, and if yeah. there was no cork penny dinners and the likes. Jesus. And these are volunteers which in, yeah. in, in no way, shape or form impact anything on a taxpayer's euro. You know, they That's do it right. all themselves. They're not getting funding in that regard. You know, they're like we, we We voted them people in to look after the country and look after the people. They're not doing it. They're looking after themselves. All right. Well, listen, look after yourself and uh, it's quite of everything else. Good, and have a good Christmas and uh, I hope people will phone, phone them if they need help and don't be ashamed of it because no one will know who's getting anything it'll be all discreet and have it. well said right, Bobby mate. well said Bobby look right. after yourself cheers talk next you. year take care back after the break text 0868 104 text the Neil Prenderville show now 086-8104-106 Red FM just been thinking there during the break about what Bobby was saying and how passionate he was about it and in a consumer society that we live in you would think that the rule of thumb would be that if people use more of particular products, 
that there's more demand for it that enables the product to reduce in price right not go up okay be driven by uh, more use and therefore it would be cheaper be a lot more competition but that of course didn't happen when it came to things like say um, petrol or, or diesel or gas or home heating oil and they come up with all of the great excuses as to why all of that had to go up when people needed it because they were at home more but of course people were driving less over the last two years and you would expect also your car insurance to be reduced on it because there have been less claims and less accidents that didn't happen that went up you also would have think that people would have been in their homes more so therefore would have been minding their homes more and that their house insurance would have dropped over the past couple of years because claims as well uh, for accidents whether it was car accidents or whatever and the way they changed the rules with regards to uh, payouts for accidents and injuries all of that was reduced but the price and premiums only did one thing and went up so that was really was your car or your truck or your home insurance or your business insurance so the things you expect that should rightly come down go up I was reminded of that actually when Anthony got in touch with me from Thrive Fitness in Charleville he says I own a gym in North Cork last year as you know my gym and every other gym in the country was closed due to COVID-19 it was and has been a very difficult time for the fitness industry My insurance was up for renewal this month and I inquired about getting a rebate because we were closed for so long and I was told no. The best they could do was the same price I paid last year. The same price. He says, this makes very little sense to me as you would think claims across the entire industry were down due to being closed for half of the year. He says, I think there's some serious questions to be answered as to why there are no insurance rebates for businesses that were closed for huge periods of 2020 and 2021, especially when those businesses paid the full amount in 2020 and 2021, despite being closed. I wonder if any other business sectors are in the same or indeed any other industries experiencing the same as we do in the fitness industry. Uh, And I suppose they probably told you, Anthony, that you were lucky that they matched the price. So no reductions, even though businesses were closed and nobody in them. The insurance remains the absolute same year in, year out. Listen, um, it's amazing the stories that we deal with on air that get huge responses. And it happened again yesterday. It always amazes me the stories that stick or um, get response from you guys who listen. And Gillian's conversation regarding her son's haircut got a huge response. Uh, reams of texts goes to Bishop Town Community School. They have their rules, they have their regulations, and you have to follow them. And many people are okay with that when it comes to sending their child to a particular school. But his haircut, of course, led to his suspension from school for a number of days. Big response to that. Uh, I moved school after my junior cert to another Cork school. I was unaware of the haircut rule before I attended. My very first day in the school in transition year, I was told to wait in the office for two hours until my parents came to collect me. I missed out on three days of meeting new peers and teachers and I was a week behind getting to know the school because I was suspended because of my hair. Uh, Another one, another school in Cork has been doing this for years. Fair enough, it's in the rules, but they pick and choose which kids are subjected to disciplinary action. I know this from experience. Uh, If you look online, you'll see most boys in the school have the same haircut as Gillian's son, but that seems to be okay. If it's a rule, it should be across the board with no exceptions. So this texter has looked at, uh, you're saying, Bishopstown Community School and seen other young fellas. What is it called? Is it called a skin fade, I think? Is it called a four-fifths cut? I know the rule in the school is nothing shorter than a number three blade, apparently. Regarding the boy being suspended, what it is is the sides of your head are shaved. The back of your head is shaved right up to above the ear. And then you got hair on the top or some hair on the top. 
I think that's generally how I would describe it. Regarding the boy being suspended because of his haircut, firstly, if they knew it was against the rules, why did they get that haircut and not another one? Does he have a previous previous record, maybe, of coming in with his hair wrong or perhaps other issues? I don't think it's appropriate for a parent to contact a radio station and bash a school. She should arrange a meeting with the principal when she calmed down to discuss the matter. Um, you're worse listening to that woman. Rules are rules. No wonder kids are turning into a lawless society. Um, another person says, I got detention every day until my hair grew back to an acceptable length. I can tell you one thing, I learned my lesson. There's a selection of them for you. Let's get some calls on it. The Baldy Barber's got an opinion. We'll get that in a moment. Eilish, good morning. Hello, Neil. How are you? Okay, what do you make of this? Happy Christmas uh, to you and all your staff and for keeping us sane all for the last yeah, two well, years. Some just... sane, some insane, but there you go. Thanks <laughs> no, for the compliment. We're hanging in there. And the other thing I wanted to say is Tomas, the father, made my year. Oh my God! When I was listening to him yesterday, I thought, "Oh my well, God!" Again, this morning now he's eight years old and he's in great form. I hurt him. I yeah. hurt him. Yeah. Uh, I just want to kidnap him. <laughs> <laughs> he's cute. But, uh, right. Anyway, yeah, a bit draconian, Neil. I think you know because what? why? I mean, ru- ru- rules are rules. You join They're a club. Or... I mean, it wasn't that he was going in with dirty clothes or anything like that. I mean, uh, like one previous sexer just said there that a lot of them are the same. Like, like I was saying to to to, to Emer. I had the opportunity to uh, visit a school in England because someone was teaching there that I knew. And they're all very smart and everything, and their hair was right modern. They could have them long, they could have them curly, they could have them, do you know what I mean? They'd want to wake up in this country because it's like what they did to that boy and put him into isolation and, for, and humiliated him. Nah, um, the, the isolation now, let's, over, let's not overstep the mark here. That, that's because of COVID. Like, that's just looking after somebody, keeping them safe in a room, I think. No, that's nothing to do with COVID. He was put into a, a room on his own because his hair wasn't right. You know, he was put into uh, a room I on his own I, until his parents came. Yes, I understand that, yeah. Yeah, so he was isolated, in other words. But, um, no, uh, what was I going to say? Um, rules are it, rules. I know rules are rules, but it isn't, you know what I mean? I think it's absolutely horrendous in this 21st century that any child could be, for want of a better word, left, miss the last few beautiful days in school. I mean, my own school days, Christmas was a beautiful time to be there because we, we loved it. And thank God his friends are texting him and keeping him, you know. They are, in fairness. And I'm obliged to his mother, Gillian, for chatting with me about it. But you, you do realise that he had a fair idea getting the haircut, which was his mother's idea, that it was going to get him into trouble. Yeah, for God's sake, Neil, in another two weeks it'll be fine again. Do you know what I mean? And they denied him three days of, of schooling and three days of a bit of fun with his, with his peers. In this day and age, with all those creators have gone through, it's absolutely horrendous. I, I just can't... I can't get my head around it. Someone do it. Something very similar happened to my daughter years ago when she was in secondary school. She was brought home her homework, okay? And, like, I, I admired that. I, well, that mother is very calm because of me. I, I, I'm telling you. Ah, well, but, she said she did kind of lose the plot a bit in school, she said. Um, but, uh, just to make a long story short, Neil, sorry. Um, some years back, my daughter's all grown up now, and um, she was in secondary school, and she... Marked the tree around sums, you know, to do that night, maths. And so I sat down with her and we did them. And bear in mind now at the beginning of the year, we paid 30 quid euro for photocopy. So it was great. And anyway, she went away in and the, her maths teacher ate the head off her because she did the wrong sums. 
and she refused to give her a printout of the answers to the ones she was meant to do. Mm. That was a total mistake, Joe. So I said, Fit this now, I'm after paying my money and it's as good as anybody else's. So the <sighs> principal at the time taught me as well, would you believe it, like, you know, and uh, I, I was great friends with him. So I'm way down the following day and I said to him, Ed, I paid my 30 quid. I said it was a genuine mistake. She didn't ignore the homework. She just marked the wrong ones. I said, so the best thing you could do now is tell that teacher I want an apology to Cheryl and I want that, that what you call it. Ah, really? I mean, you're not overreacting here, like let it put it no, down to a no, life no. lesson? No? Come well, on. It would be, wouldn't it be worse if she didn't do any deal? Do you know? Or she's a very clever girl and has a great career now. I know, I just wonder uh, do people lose the plot over things that are quite unimportant. No, unimp- unimportant. I'm telling you, as a mother, Neil, anybody... Anybody upset my child and consequences will be there. I know, you know but, I, yeah, I mean, but pick your battles like I would have maybe, maybe I'm wrong. A lot, a lot of people texting actually say that, um, that it's the mam is at fault here. She knew her son would be in trouble and uh, insisted that he get she that caught. She's not at fault. She's not at fault. If they, knew, if they knew that he'd be in trouble for the haircut, why get the extreme cut in the first place? Rules are rules. Rules are rules. Uh, did I hear you saying yesterday that it's not in their... Um, Code of Ethics and it's, uh, Apparently it's in the journal. Okay, well listen, appreciate the call, Eilish. Have a great Christmas. Much obliged. Let me talk to the Baldy Barber. Good morning. Morning, Neil. Okay, um, is this what we used to call the short back and sides? Short back and sides. Yeah, but I, it's... I, get, I, I get vicious when I hear people talking about skin fades and low fades and high fades. It's either a low short back and sides or medium short. But you have seen the photograph of the head of the young fellas. It's got a mop no, top I, on it. I have not. Oh, well, it's more of a mop top on the top. And from above the... Yeah, and yeah. above the ears down is completely skin. Yeah, yeah. Well, personally, my opinion, if the mother knew that the child was going to get into trouble, she should have said, just get a number three. That's it. That's number one for me anyway. But the one thing I would say is that some schools, some teachers, I remember when the long hair came in in the 60s and they did my long hair over the years and the whole lot. And all the teachers got up in arms. But who had long hair? The teachers. the teachers. Yeah, yeah. The teachers. But the rule in schools apparently is no less than a number three blade. Now, for people that don't know it, the type of haircut we're talking about is, you know the lads in the Young Offenders? Yes. The two lads. It's their hair. That's, right. That's the haircut. Like job That's yeah. the haircut. Yeah. <laughs> schools don't like yeah. it, apparently. Yeah. But like, I mean, how many teachers would have these haircuts? They mightn't have a skin fade, but they'd have a number one. It's amazing. You know, which is not far off a skin fade. I can tell you. Why should but how I, somebody I, comes to school, how, why should their hair matter at all? Well, I have, I have no problem with long hair or short hair, Neil, but the one thing I would say about the short hair cuts today is that you don't have dirty heads of hair coming into school anymore, into the shops, mm. or anywhere. Mm. Anywhere. So there is no nits or anything like that anymore with boys, because their hair is nice and clean. Could you cut the hair if it had nits? No, no. I tell them to go to the chemist and get it treated, and when the hair, when the hair is done, come back and we'll sort it out. And they, because, and they, and they, they gladly go, do they? they well, what you, say to, what you say to this is how you deal with it. Like, is that know, lice, like head lice? Yeah, exactly, exactly. You say, look, the, the child has an infection, uh, go to the chemist, get it sorted out, and when that's cleaned, we'll come back and we'll cut the hair. I'm not refusing to cut the hair until the, the infection is uh, back. But you don't get grief from a mother or a father when you say that, do you know? No, no. no. Some, people, some people wouldn't even know it, I'd be quite honest. No, you, you wouldn't might, necessarily know it, yeah. Oh, yeah, they might think it's dandruff. 
young young models starting off, they might think it's dandruff but the start. But like I mean, when you explain to them very simple, Neil, they're very understanding. But this rule in schools uh, is it unfair on boys? Because I, I never really hear of f- female haircuts being a problem. No, you know? I think it's very I think it's very unfair, Neil. I think it's very very unfair. But I mean, if you look around, Neil, I mean, most young fellas today have a, a normal short back and sides. Right, it mightn't be a skin fade, but most certainly not a number three anyway. Was well, it? It's more likely to be a two or a one, is it? Oh, it is, yeah, it is, yeah. They all look short hair, and as you said, they're big lumps here on top of their head. Well, one of the issues that I did notice from texters is that while you must follow rules and regulations, a suspension is is too severe. It's too harsh. I think it's very harsh. No, it is. Like we're trying to we're trying to help young people, and we're trying to have people, young people, not to be like the people last Saturday down Carrigaline. I mean, this is driving people to do these these kind of things, Neil. In my opinion, why? Because they'll have their back up straight away. These young fellas. Or they would, of course. I mean, if 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 if, if, if their guidelines are, are um, punishing children like this, they get a back up straight away. No, not all of them, but all you want is one person to go off the line. And that's it in the story. Well, I don't know about that. But anyway, listening to the... Like, this may be from a teacher. God listening to that mother about a haircut. She has no idea whatsoever how difficult it is to keep rules and regulations in a school. No, I agree with you there. She shouldn't have left the child get the haircut. I'm listening to her yesterday. Yes, she insists that the child will get the haircut. Yeah, another that's one. Right. About 10 years ago when my son was in school, my son was suspended for the same reason as that boy. But instead of getting crossed for the school, I was crossed with my son as he obviously knew he wasn't allowed to get his haircut that short. How times have changed, Neil, when your mother is actually getting onto a radio station because you broke the rules. Unbelievable. Um, again, it was the lad who said to his ma'am, there'll be trouble over this, but she got that cut in spite of it. Yeah. All right, okay, well, just a cross-section of text in your... Th- What's the most popular cut? Uh, at the moment, a uh, short pack inside. <laughs> when they call it skin fade, low fade, high fade. But you still have the natural hair, the normal haircuts like Dan Gordon. A, a trim, a number three. With the scissors? Yeah, it's still there. Yeah, scissors and machine. All right, okay. You know? And if they, t- if they took away the blades, Neil, a lot of young players wouldn't be able to cut hair. <laughs> <laughs> I, could, I could probably cut hair with the blade. It must be fairly straightforward. But you must be able to blend it in, see? That's ah, yeah, but it's the scissors <laughs> makes the difference. That's where, the, um, that's that's where the, the talent is. But see, that's where the big lumps of hair are up on top because they can't blend it in. Happy Christmas to you, Baldy. Happy, happy Christmas to you and everybody. Look after yourself, pal. Thanks for everything. God bless you. Cheers. Hello, Neil. This is uh, Donny Donovan here from Dawkins Road. Listen, you're on the all about uh, the best husband award. To be honest with you, in my mind, every man who's married deserves the Nobel Peace Prize. The, the, the amount of abuse that we have to put up with from the, from the women is absolutely frightening. I tell you, my one I have what's known as the broken TV syndrome here for the last two weeks. There's picture and no sound. Although, to be honest with you, when you can't hear all, it is marital bliss, marital bliss. I, I, I suppose, how can I best describe her? Well, the children say she's a treasure. And in my mind, every treasure should be buried. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, come here, i let you go back to your work, Neil. And b- before we go, Neil, in every relationship, there's three rings. There's the engagement ring, the wedding ring, and by Christ, do I know about the next one? There's a lot of suffering. Good luck! So this is Christmas. Happy Christmas, guys. It's the eve 
of Christmas Eve. And we have a 350 euro voucher to give away right now for the English market. This is the longest ho-ho. Three callers, we'll have some fun with it. Whoever can hold their ho the longest <laughs> wins a 350 euro voucher for the English market. So get dialing now. I hope you've been practicing. Uh, whoever is the longest wins the voucher. You can do it as you please. Break it up as gifts. Spend it yourself. Whatever the case may be, you'll enjoy it. one 106 And also our new number, which I need to get into your head between now and January. 0818-104-106. Calling Red FM Studio? Call the new number. 0818-104-106. All right, uh, Molly is working in retail on Oliver Plunkett Street. Emailed me overnight. She says the behaviour is getting worse in the city. We have groups of lads coming in shouting and roaring, going up to our security man's face, roaring at him. There's no fear anymore. They tried to intimidate you coming in with hoods up and acting like gangs. These youths are from about the age of 10 upwards, I would say. Where are their parents? They have absolutely no reason to be gallivanting around the city centre in the evenings. This week we're open late and the amount of them that's coming in acting up and trying to rob and getting aggressive with us is absolutely shocking. They need a good scare. They need it now and they need to be put back on the straight and narrow. I'm in my late 20s and I would nearly hide if I saw a guard at their age before even though even though I've never, never had done anything wrong, says Molly. And that's how it is, she says, in retail and Oliver Lunker Street during the day and worse in the evenings, by all accounts. Okay, lines are open. Text 0868104106. Mary's standing by in Larchfield. Siobhan is in Yall. First up, though, we have... Uh, let me get my hand together here. We have Robert in Bandoff. Robert, good morning. Hi, Neil. How are you? I'm good. You know the drill here. Siobhan, are you on I hold do. there? I am indeed. Fair play to you, and I'll pull Mary in in a minute now. So, Robert, um, okay. the longest ho-ho... Ho... wins €350 yeah. euro worth of vouchers in the English market. Have you been practising? Uh, a couple of times this morning, I gave it a go, all right. And did you clock it? Uh, I seem to be doing all right. You're not, not giving anything right away. Right. Okay, you're, sa- you're saving the reveal until last. Okay, so two short hoes, big breath, and then the long hoe. Off you go. <laughs> I've had longer today, I thought. Did you do better in rehearsals, did you? I think I did. I didn't get the right. Well, we kept the right way, like, didn't I? Did you, get, did you get more than 18 in rehearsals? I think I did. Because you got 18 now. Okay. Hang in there, know. though. All is not lost. Siobhan okay. and Mary have to get over the line and beat that, so we shall see. My apologies for the quality of the phone lines. I don't know why conversation is fine, but the minute anybody does a ho, maybe hold, maybe hold it back from the phone a little bit, maybe. Siobhan? Hello? For the pride of y'all, all right? Hey! <laughs> At least 18 seconds, and Mary is waiting in the wings to see if you can top that. Two short hoes and a long ho. Move your phone away from your mouth a little bit when you're hoeing. Okay, I'll give it a lash. Give it a lash, Jack. Okay. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. I can turn off the radio. Still there. Oh, oh. 
I thought I thought I was gonna I thought I was gonna suffocate listening to that. <laughs> Again, apologies for the phone quality. Twenty-three. Woo! That's fantastic. That beats Robert any day. Oh, sorry about that, Robert. All right, hang in there because Mary's in Larchfield. Hang on, Mary. Hi, Lee. How are you? Okay, so now we know. What? No, it's a shocking like. Are you on a speakerphone, Mary? No, no, no. All right, can you hear me all right? I can hear you. Okay, so a 350 euro voucher for the English market, you must beat 23 seconds, all right? Okay. Okay, so two short hoes and a long one to beat Siobhan and y'all. Go for it. Okay. Ho, ho. Ho. <laughs> I'd say you're beaten, Mary. I've a feeling you're. I've a feeling you're well and truly beaten. <laughs> Fourteen seconds, I'm afraid. Not today. God, yeah, seems long. <laughs> seems long when you're doing it, I suppose. Isn't it true? It does, it does. All right, girl. Well, listen, thanks for the effort. Well done, Siobhan. Are you still there? I'm still here. Get yourself up into the city this side of Christmas. If you want to do a bit of shopping in the English market, I have a 350 euro voucher for you, all right? Oh, fantastic. Thanks for that. Well done. You too. Take care of yourself. Siobhan and y'all wins our fourth of five vouchers. We have another one to do again in the morning. And I apologize as well for the quality of that on the hose. Know why it happens. <laughs> I've no idea. Um, anyway, a guy who's ho hoing, laughing and smiling and putting cheer on the faces of many people down west this morning is our very own Colin O'Sullivan, who's down Skibbereen Way, I believe, and joins me by four. Morning. Good morning, Neil. Happy Christmas. How and many you? happy returns. The patrollers are down west. What's going on? We've got the big, great West Cork giveaway down in Skibbereen this morning, and we're here in the Ludgate Hub, and they've put together this great loads of prizes, Neil, that they're giving away. Um, they've got all the businesses of West Cork and Skibbereen in the general area together and they have a load of hampers and vouchers and so on. So they've been getting these businesses involved because these are all kind of businesses over the last, they're all small local businesses over the um, the last uh, kind of two years of COVID, I suppose. We've had to move a lot of their business online. It's all been kind of new for them. So uh, they've all developed their social media, all developed their websites and kind of e-commerce and so on. And uh, the Ludgate Hub is all about that kind of thing. So they've put together this massive giveaway and they've got prizes. Look at the list here. They've everything from like uh, the various hotels around, the various shops around, Fields and Skibbereen, Eccles Hotel, you got Clonakilty Brewing Company, uh, you got the Ludgate Hub themselves, the prizes here, Skibbereen Rowing Club, O'Neill's Coffee, West Park Distillers, Casey's Hotel down in Baltimore, uh, Skibbereen Rugby Club, and various others. I won't go through them all because there's hundreds. And is all of the, are all of those prizes in, the, in hampers? Yeah, they're all in hampers and vouchers and so on. So they, they have loads of winners that we're going to pick out and we're going to announce on our social media in a little while. But what I do want to do, Neil, is I want to give away a prize right now on air, okay? Yeah. Well, I've got in front of me here, I've got a, we make it all one big prize. I've got a beautiful hamper from the West Cork Brewing Company. I've got another beautiful hamper from Gubbing Cheese, and that's beautiful cheeses and wines and everything in that as well. And I've got a 100 euro voucher for the lovely Dock Wall restaurant, which is just up the road from here in Skibbereen in Union Hall. So we're going to put all that in one prize, wow. a big prize for someone today, Neil. A nice Christmas prize from us here in West Cork. We'll bring it back to Red FM with us and we'll give it to someone for Christmas. So I think we do kind of a Skibbereen related question if people want to text in. So, obviously, Skibbereen on the map this year for the Roars, Neil. The two Roars, uh, Paula Donovan, Victor McCarthy. We want to know what kind of medal did they win at the Olympics this year. So, if people want to text that in 0868104. What colour medal is it? What colour medal, exactly? That's All the right, right question. Okay. What colour medal? So, that's an easy one. 
But uh, they'll win those beautiful hampers and the voucher and so on. And that's all part of the great West Cork giveaway down here at the Ludgate Hub in Skibbereen. So we get people to text the answer now to 0868104106 and we'll do the draw. I think we'll do the draw, get them in, and uh, we'll get a winner there before midday with you, Neil. And uh, we're going to do the draw down here for the other prizes now online shortly as well. Well, they want to text and, fairly uh, rapid. Let's yeah. do that. So, okay, let's get on with it. Text uh, the colour medal the lads won to 0868104106, and we've got about seven or eight minutes to pick that winner. It sounds like a great hamper. From the Bread Basket of Ireland down West Corkway. Absolutely. Thanks, nice one. Thanks, Colm. Cheers. Down to Skibbereen today with the Red Patrollers. Say hello if you're passing. This is the Neil Prenderville Show. Tweet the show at Neil Red FM. 104 to 106 Red FM. You know, I'm told that one of the bravest and nicest and kindest young lads in the country is a young lad from North Cork and his name is Jack. I know that because his auntie, Marguerite Murphy, sent me the loveliest email for a shout out for Jack. But rather than do that myself, I invited her on the air just to do it herself because she's mad about him and why wouldn't she be? And he's been through a tough old time of it over the past couple of years. Of that, you can be sure. Marguerite, good morning. Good morning, Neil. Thanks for the call. Not at all. It's always better to chat. And thanks for taking the few minutes to tell us about... What, Jack is 10, isn't he? Jack is 10. Right. He lives in Mill Street Road, Raccoon. And yeah. He's been through a bit of a tough time, to be honest, I suppose. This time last year, he had a major operation, CUH. Yeah. On his liver and his bowel, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. And I suppose suffering a year or two before the operation happened. I know, and sure Christmas then would have been a write-off from last year. Because he was in it bed was recovery. was a write-off last year, so we were hoping this year that we'd get Santi and we get the panto and we'd make it extra special for him. I know. Then, two weeks ago, I suppose, poor Jack's granddad passed away. Oh, I so heard that, yeah. A big blow for poor Jack again. Loves his granddad. Yes, and then, last Thursday, Neil, he went to see you hate for his one-year checkup. Mm-hmm. Um, everything went well. Came home um, he had to self-isolate in his room for a while because with the scan, he's radiating in his body, so he had to stay away from everybody. Then when he woke on Friday morning, he said to his mum, I don't feel well. So to make a long story short, Neil, poor Jack was tested positive for his PCR test on Sunday and has COVID. Oh, my God. So is he isolating in a bedroom? He's isolating now in his bedroom until the 2nd of January. So... This Christmas, again, for Jack, is a bit of a disaster. Uh, so I know. I, I know. know he's listening at home um, <laughs> on the radio, so I, look, this might at least put a, maybe a smile on his face. Isn't he the bravest little fella? And and would you believe it, Neil? If you ring him and you talk to him, he'd say, no, I'm grand, Maggie, I'm grand. He never <laughs> complains. Like, How's, he, know, fe- how's he feeling his days? Like television, PlayStation, radio, yeah, books, comics? Yeah, he on this switch and talking uh, to sure friends and trying to pass the day. But look, he'll get there and I know things could be a lot worse, but I just felt... Well, it would have been very easy for me to read out your email, but it doesn't have the same impact, in all fairness. Like, Santa Claus is still coming, and he's got got his letter sent and everything. Oh, sure, absolutely. And I'd say he'll get some extra presents this year for being such a brave boy. Hopefully, hopefully, because he has been through a lot. So we're hoping he'll third time lucky next year. And, you know, he's 10, and as you know yourself, I suppose... There's only a couple of very special years um, ah, sure in young fellas now. So please, God, next year, we'll listen to this podcast and we'll be saying, oh, do you remember that, Jack? <laughs> the tough two years you had will be well behind them by this time next year. Ah, sure, all, all will be well in the early in the new year from hopefully. Hopefully. And the hopefully. scans were good. Exactly. And hopefully now that 
this will cheer him up and he'll be laughing. He'll be saying, oh my God, listen to Auntie Maggie. She's gone mad. She's so, mortifying you. Yeah. Mortifying, <laughs> Wouldn't yeah, it be lovely to arrange something nice for him in the new year, you guys and us, if we could plan something, you know, something that he'd like to do? Oh, anything. I said, even Neil, I said to him the other day on the phone, I said, when you come over now, we'll have Christmas again maybe in the new year. And he said, yeah, Maggie, we could play a game of cards. So <laughs> that's how easily pleased his choice is. <laughs> so he play cards for money with his auntie, he does? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, for the for the skit. So yeah, hopefully he'll be able to I hope he has his sense of taste and smell for the Christmas dinner. Please God. Yeah, please God. I'll be dropping off the shopping now at the gate for them so oh, sure, I'd hungry anyway, at least. I'd love to plan something nice for Jack in the new year, you know, when when he's recovered from COVID and he's strong enough and fit enough to get out again. You know, because he's Thank had a you. tough two years. You've had a tough time of it, Jack. In fairness, you brave soldier. Happy Christmas to you and all of the family. And we might get Thanks. to hook up with him in the new year. He's a great young fella and he's putting the best foot forward, isn't he? Thanks. He is. He is. Thanks very much, Neil. I appreciate it. Not at all. And you, Jackie, for getting in touch with me. Well done. Appreciate you taking the call. Happy Christmas to you all in North Cork. Happy Christmas, Neil. Thanks very much. Bye. Take care of yourself. Bye, okay, bye. cheers. And we hope to do something maybe nice for Jack in the new year. I know the family will. Now, just finally, we did a text uh, competition there a few minutes ago for a massive, massive hamper from Ludgate, from all of the different businesses down in Skibbereen. Thank you to everybody who texted. Question was, what medal was won by Fintan McCarthy and Paula Donovan? Gold. They won gold. So well done to Brian O'Sullivan from Ashmount Court in Silver Springs, who correctly guessed uh, by text. So well done on that one, lads. Gonna love you and leave you. That's about it. Um, and we will pick it up in the morning. We'll have some more calls, texts, comments, emails, songs from Christmas and also requests from overseas, from home and abroad. lot to look forward to because tomorrow, actually, I have to say, I love Christmas Eve. Christmas Day is fine. I love all that. There's a real sense of excitement or tradition about, about Christmas Eve itself. So looking forward to tomorrow. Have a good day. I'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to this Red FM podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and check out redextra.ie for more great Red FM content.